Blog Talk Radio. Let's go. Let's go. What's your life, man? I know a lot of people that are scared to go die. Couple of them thinking they'll be living in the sky. While I'm here living, man, I gotta ask why. What am I here for? I gotta figure out. Waste my life, no, I gotta make it count. If Christ is real, then what am I gonna do about? Everything in Luke 12, 15, now it's 21. You really gotta go and check it out. Paul said if Christ ain't resurrected, we wasted our lives. But that implies that our life built around Jesus being alive. Everything I'm living, trying to show the world why. Christ is more than everything I'll ever try. Better than pretty women and sitting and living to get a minute of any women and minutes you admire. It ain't no lie, we created for.
Well, hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Greetings, peace, shalom, all the way from the Network 5 Smooth Stones. I'm Brother Seth, and I want to thank every single one of you for tuning in tonight for this show, this final episode, where we're talking about how should we live as the real Israelites of our day. Folks, I do truly, truly want to thank all of you that have been tuned in to us since 2011. Um, 360 shows now. 360 shows now. And I really, really, really appreciate it. I don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly. People, our time is very valuable, and we just thank you. Uh, some of you just call the phone number. You don't even know what the show is about. You just call that phone number every Tuesday. And then we have the Douglas Kennedy family and friends uh, that tune in. Again, the Douglas Kennedy family and friends that tune in every single week. Many of you from 13 states here and there, not all 13 states tune in, but just periodically we get here a little, there a little. So I really thank you and appreciate your time. Tonight, 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 what's happening tonight? I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Not that it's a chore, but I want to go ahead and read a little bit, uh, uh, well, read our show's description where everybody uh, will be on the same page. Earlier, I sent this to many of you via email, text. I type, final part tonight. This program is for all, but about Israelites slash Jews scattered to the four corners who happens to be vastly dark-skinned people. Many new to their identity as Israelites in the USA, African Americans, ask the question, how do we live as Israelites today? They clarify by asking, how does this truth enhance our relationship with the Most High? How, does, how do we raise a family in this light? How should we deal with Christians that routinely dodge this topic? That's true. How should we deal in the land of our enemies? What should be our conduct in business and politics? Lastly, how should we diet, even dress, entertain ourselves, etc., etc., etc.? And I went on to say, tune in April 24, 2018, 8 p.m., when insightful Israelites, Sister Eliana, Brother Seth, and Sister Kaviva, and others revisit these questions and more. May the Father's Ruach that spirit. Bless those with ears to hear tonight. And I went on to lastly type, these questions are the most responded to with over 9,000 listens. Did y'all see the grid? I put the, 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 the numbers I put on the slideshow. Yes, 9,000 listens over the years have tuned in. And these series, these five series, folks, is, again, popular as well. So thank you, thank you for those that tune in to all five of these shows. All, um, yeah, this will be the fifth show, the final show. Next week we're going to be doing something completely different. Y'all can't miss next week. Oh my goodness, we'll talk about that a little later on. But before I go any further, I have my guests already in the house, folks. They're already in the house. So let's do. Go ahead and go to the phone lines and bring on Sister Eliana. Uh, Erica two zero nine two three three. Sister Eliana, are you there? Yes, I am. Shalom, shalom, and I'm glad to be here again tonight. 
Well, all right, my sister, and uh, also your biological as well as heritage Hebrew Israelite sister, Sister Kaviva, is also on the line. Erico seven zero seven nine eight zero. Sister Kaviva, you there? Yes, shalom, shalom. I'm here. Well, how you doing? How are your sisters doing tonight? Wonderful. I am. I'm doing wonderful. Well, and let's I'm do blessed this. and highly favored of the Most High, as usual. Yes, yes, and that's always good to hear. We better be claiming that because it's ours to claim, family and friends. Uh, again, those of you on the phone lines, I know I say this every week, but not, actually I don't say it every week. That's why I'm saying it this week. Uh, and that is, those of you on the phone lines, press one if you want to comment. Uh, never take. There's always those new callers. If you tune in, if you want to add your uh, comment on the show, questions or comments, simply press one. And remember, once you comment and we put you back on hold. After I put you back on hold, press one so your hand will go down. You may want to come back on again. But the phone line is full of people. I appreciate that. Various area codes, and we got the, the chat room going. So this is going to be an exciting night, sisters. I'm telling you, it's going to be ex- an exciting night. Uh, Sister Cavivo, let's start with you first tonight, Sister Eliana. Always go first. Um, give us uh, how to get a hold of you, what you do, a little bio, because there's always people listening who don't know who Sister uh, Kaviva is. All right. I am the sister of Eliana uh, Batia. Uh, that's my sister. Um, I am, um, uh, I teach, I preach. Uh, evangelize people, teaching them who they are as the uh, true Hebrew, Hebrew Israelites. Um, I um, uh, can be reached. I can be reached at seven zero seven area code. Uh, that's I'm sorry, five ten five seven five eight four eight seven. I can be reached. That's five ten. Five seven five eight four eight seven. My uh, email. Uh, I can be reached by email. That's banana seven dot crr at gmail dot com. That's b i n a h seven dot c r r at gmail dot com. But um, that's what I do. I I. Love the Father. I love coming into the knowledge that we are the Hebrew, his Hebrew children. I love uh, exploring this with others and letting them know who they are as the Hebrew children of the Most High. And as I talk not only to adults, uh, women, but I love talking to the young minds of children and letting them know who they are. So this is what I do. Beautiful. Sister Eliana, same question. Okay, and shalom, everyone. And this is Eliana Batya, and I am a congregation leader here in the Central Valley, California, uh, in a city called Merced. Merced used to be the gateway to Yosemite, so that you know where Yosemite National Park. I am very close to Yosemite. And... um, so I can be reached uh, on Blogger. Uh, I have a blog called Fresh Wind of Torah, T-O-R-A-H, dot blogspot.com. Also on 
Facebook at Beth Shalom Mashiach, and that's um, M-E-S-H-I-A-C, and it means House of the, of the Messiah's Peace. Also, you can reach me via email, Beth Shalom J-G, at gmail.com. And you can also connect with me either on the Facebook page, email direct, or through the blogger, Fresh Wind of Torah. And um, so, I, you know, you can also, I, I just did a, started a group if you want to make comments. It's called um, Hashtag Up From Civil Rights. Any issues that we are facing after we were, have, were supposed to have gotten all of these you know, benefits from our civil rights movement and things that are violations of our civil rights, you want to speak on them, it's free, it's open, hashtag up from civil rights uh, through Facebook. So that's the best way to reach Eliana Batya directly. Okay. Well, and there you have it, folks, two sisters that I've come to know and have been blessed that we've I've Paths have crossed. Sister Eliana actually tuned into Five Smooth Stone one of those years between 2011 and today, and she enjoyed the show and left some comments. And I remember stumbling across one of her blogs and listening in, and I loved the spirit. She was speaking on Psalms. And then I happened to go and, and sneak and see some of her, uh, the Fresh Winds of Torah, and uh, I, I was just blessed by her spirit and what I picked up from those pages, and I'm just so glad that I passed across. But these sisters are just part of what we call, what I call, five smooth stones. I would like to think they will be a part of us. And what that means when we say five smooth stones network, it's just a network of everyday servants, just like uh, myself and Sister Eliana and Sister Kaviva, that love the Father. We believe in the Son. I don't have on non-Messianic Hebrews for a reason. Those that don't accept Christ, it's just... It gets a little complicated, but I mean, our brothers and sisters believe we Israel, but they do not accept the Messiah. So I don't have them on because a lot of our people, that's where they had no Christ, no listen to you. <laughs> and so, but a lot of these brothers and sisters, some of the most strongest ones in the scriptures as far as how we know we Israel, definitely, uh, um, uh, I mean, definitely know we Israel and can prove it probably a lot better than Brother Seth can. They just don't accept the Messiah, and so they've got to hold some false teaching. And that's why I don't have them all. But just know this, folks. These sisters love the Most High, as they said. And they and I believe their heart is out to the Most High. And that's how we roll in. Uh, uh, we're just servants here, folks. You know, we don't have to go to church tonight. We're just having a, a fireside chat with some sisters that love the Father. And hopefully with you as well. Okay? So tonight, tonight we're going to have the final conversation on how do... We live as the real Israelites today. Folks, this is not the most powerful revelation in the Bible. You have to be born again. You have to believe the scriptures. You have to accept that the Messiah did come and did represent Yah, or the Father, Okay, these things must be done. They're far more important than anything we could talk about. But this conversation about our flesh is not just stopping at our flesh. Yes, we talk about, you know, Abraham, Isaac, 
Yakub and Jacob, and us being descendants, and we're proud of that, and they were the most powerful people of all time, and they were. These people were something else. But it's not enough. It's not enough. The Father killed, opened up the earth, and swallowed these big bad people because their heart, their heart wasn't right. As Korah and her followers just came up, came out against the the Father's anointed. The Father opened up the earth and swallowed those Israelites. Furthermore, the Father put Israelites in slave ships, had them brought to America, and scattered throughout the Caribbean, as a curse. And he said what happened to their forefathers if they didn't obey and pass down these precepts. Some people feel like these curses are overbearing, but they just don't know the glory of Israel, who we're talking about. Folks, if you knew who he was talking about, if you knew who we was talking about and how good they had it, you will understand why they have it so rough today. So what I like to do and then we're going to talk about, as far as how do we live as the Israelites, what I would like the sisters to do, to talk about the ultimate way in knowing how to live, and that is by the Spirit. We're going to talk about the, the first half, hopefully, how to be led of the Spirit. Because the Spirit is going to captivate all the law. In the spirit, and in the whole, when your heart is right, you're following the spirit. All the law is going to hang on you. It's going to hang on that. You're not going to offend in the law if you're following the spirit. There's more than 613 New Testament laws we have to live by. When you're following the spirit, more importantly, you please the Father. So tonight, oh yeah, we're going to talk about keeping the laws, but a higher law. The scripture says that the law of the Old Testament was weak. What does that mean? Scripture says the law is for the lawless. What does that mean? So we're going to hit that. That's what's coming your way in a little bit. But before I do that, before we jump into that, which is what we're going to talk about, I want these sisters to just get ready. We're going to talk about how to be led in the Spirit. How do you do it? The Spirit's going to tell you how to dress. The Spirit's going to tell you how all the things we talk about in the show's description, how to deal with your enemies, how to deal with these churches that are just trying to muzzle this, this revelation. The Spirit is going to deal with how... This revelation enhances your relationship with the Most High. The Spirit's going to deal with how to dress. The Spirit's going to deal with, can direct you and show you how to entertain yourself. We don't come to you tonight as servants that's got it together. No, we just come to you as mere servants of the Most High, like I, I'm sure you probably are yourself. We just want to please the Father tonight. We want Him to smile down on, on tonight after this broadcast. This is not just a show. This is a ministry. So... Sister Eliana, I'd like for you to go first, and let's talk about these curses are so overwhelming. Slave ships and sons taken into captivity. A lot of our people have children in prison. They think it's something they do. They have no idea that they're part of a nation, and these things are supposed to be so. They have no idea. It ain't just what you're doing how you're raising your kids. We're part of a nation. Folks, these curses seem overwhelming at times. But if you don't if you're not obedient to the Father, yes, you will partake of the curses that the nation is to go through. But if you obey, you're in your house and you serve the most high, folks, he promised these things will not come to your dwelling. So Cecilia, 
why I know we have it so rough as a nation, not individually. Again, if our houses are obedient, we he promised us just the opposite of those curses. Remember I said that, folks, okay? I'm not going to keep saying that. Y'all have to remember that. We are blessed and highly favored. Sister Eliana says she's in the middle of captivity. How can she say that? How can she say that? Because the Scripture promises her that if she pursues the Father's heart. So, Sister Eliana and Sister Kaviva, can y'all tell the folks how great Israel had it? Let them know just how powerful the nation was, because often time we caught up in the curses and how to live and all this, and we don't talk about it just for a little bit. Maybe let's spend no more than about three minutes a person. How good did they have it? Why, why, why these curses? They seem overwhelming. Seem like they was blessed for two days and cursed for fifteen thousand years. Let everybody know how good did Israel have it, please. Well, of course, you have to understand, you have a nation who the Most High has taken from another nation. Now, the promise was made to his servant, Abraham. By the time those 70 souls went into Egypt and multiplied, they became the nation in Egypt. Now, it's funny, I I, I have a really good friend who's a pastor, and... um, she has a prayer line, and I was listening last night, and she was teaching, um, and she's starting to come into the understanding that she's a Hebrew. But she was teaching, and she was saying, you know, the reason why the, the children of Israel went through all this because they were um, they were sitting against the Most High in Egypt. And I, I have to take her aside after, you know, um, next week because she's doing a big conference. But I have to take her aside and let her know, you know, no, 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 no. That's not what happened. They were, the, the Most High was looking upon them. They were being oppressed, but it wasn't because they were doing something wrong. It was because the Most High wanted them to come out and to be the nation that would serve him. So they had this wonderful uh, power, you know, the, the power of the universe working for them to bring them into uh, um, their own land, their their own cities, and their own wealth, and their own habitation, so that they could serve the Most High to have this close fellowship with Him, and be the nation upon all the face of the earth that would teach all of the other nations. I mean, they had this really rich history, and that was the call, you know, and it's still the call. So it was wonderful, you know, the Most High would have did anything, and he still will do anything for Israel, anything. So um, I'm going to let Kaviva jump in. Yes, this is Kaviva, jump right in. This is Kaviva, hold on one second, hold on one second. Sister Kavivi, you there? Can you hear me? Hello? Go ahead. Yes, yes. I did know everything that Sister uh, Eliana was saying. Yes, we were a people that God was shaping, kind of such as being on that potter's wheel and being shaped to the, uh, to the, 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 the Father's good pleasure. 
And so we were a people that he was molding and shaping for his good pleasure to, to worship him, to serve him, and to teach other nations of his goodness, of his glory, of his presence. And that's one of the things that God put inside of us was to be able to house his presence. Uh, no other uh, uh, nations such as the Hebrew children, when we come into the spirit of the Most High, can house the presence of the Most High like we can. And that's why a lot of times when we're in these various churches, they do not want us to praise him like we can or like the Spirit puts upon us because we, we have something, we evoke the presence of God, we, we bring everyone into it, and that was a part of our duty for us to do that, to, to worship him, to worship the Most High, to come in, and he, because of that, and being obedient to his, his commandments and his statutes, his laws, one, one of the things that God told me, that we were to be um, governed by the laws of God, but covered by grace. We need the laws in order to keep us on the right track, to walk uh, right with the Most High. But as, uh, as Seth was saying, Seth was saying that we... With that, we we with those laws, we 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 they're not we're not bound by them because when we're walking in the spirit of God, uh, we uh, we we are rising to another level in the Most High. Uh, we have came away from that because uh, as a people, we chose to do it a different way. We chose other leaders. We chose other things over the presence of God. We chose this way and so now uh we and, and because of that we now need to be elevated and to rise up to grab his spirit again to come into the right pray, a place like uh brother seth was saying again we must be born again as he like you told nicodemus you know we must be born again and this is into his spirit into his presence and so that we can be elevated Elicit to make that aliyah with the Most High. So this is one of the things uh, to become that people that He had designed from the beginning. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Well, folks, listen, listen. I just wanted to hit that a little bit again. Uh, just some of the things. I, uh, um, just some of the glories of Israel. A couple of things I want to say, and then we're going to go on to uh, the first. Uh, 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 oh, I guess you said the second topic tonight, and that is how to be led of the Spirit. And then no, no spooky stuff tonight, folks. No spooky stuff. No unattainable stuff. No impractical stuff. We're going to talk about some things, how to be led of the Spirit, very practical things a believer can do, a Hebrew today, in today's society, can do. Uh, straight from the loins of Abraham, Isaac, and Yacouba, Jacob, what we can do in 2018 and whatever year you listen to this broadcast that will, you know, powerful things. Now, I'm just going to speak, speak for myself. I don't always win. Uh, in the long run, I guess we should always claim the victory, and so I, I probably shouldn't say it like that. But let me say it in a way you can understand. In the end, I'm a winner. In the end, I'm on the winning team. So when you're on the winning team, there's really no losing. Let me just say that. 
Okay, but the way some of you define losing and winning, sometimes I come out on the short end of the stick and it looks like I'm losing. Now, I'll put it like that. Okay, so I don't always come through in every area of my life does it look like I'm victorious, all right? So I don't want to come off as this person that just got it all together, and I'm sure the sisters don't either, but we have won some battles in our life. We have won some battles in our life, long-term battles, short-term battles. I know these sisters have by the Spirit, and I definitely have. There have been some times that I was out for the count. There's been some times the enemy really thought he had me. It don't matter if you're talking about health-wise, job-wise, relationship, whatever. There have been some battles won, and there have been some battles lost. So very practical people on the show tonight, and we just want to share the victories, how we did it, and uh, tonight more specifically, more pointedly, how we was led of the Spirit when these things became so. Okay, so that's what we're doing tonight. But I just wanted to share my version of Israel being great, just some things. Because some people, again, say, you know, all these curses, 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 like, you know, we go through the 60s and 40s and 50s, and we just oppress, and then we find out that we even curse now. I mean, it just seemed like somebody got to tell the glory of Israel. Why? You got to understand, folks, this nation had the Elohim or the God of the universe working for them personally. That's why Israel have it so hard. He knew them personally. Amos 3 and 2, I've been quoting this verse a lot. Of all the nations of the earth, you have a known. Everybody can't say that. Everybody don't have that. Everybody didn't walk with the Father like he did. He had mercy upon his people many times, even in their foolishness. All over a covenant he had with Abraham, you know, so these people won battles. They, they. This is where the movie Three Hundred come from. Did y'all know that? Did y'all know Sister Eliana and Sister Kaviva? No, I did not. Yes, look at the movie Three Hundred again, with the, from a Hebraic standpoint. Even uh, uh, uh is <laughs> in the movie. Right, right. that set up on the throne, yeah, the 300, Gideon 300, all of that was borrowed. Matter of fact, as a, as a rule, Hollywood borrowed its most successful movies from Hollywood. I mean, excuse me, from the Bible. So, yes, that movie was based upon the Israelites, Gideon 300. But, I mean, it was even more profound than what Hollywood did because the most high would fight for them. I'm reminded of one war where Israel didn't have to lay a hand on their enemy. He, the father says, send your praises out front. I mean, you're facing horses and chariots and, 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 and the most dangerous men on the planet with some people singing and praising unto this God. But the father had them to hear something that wasn't there, and they began to kill themselves thinking the enemy was coming, and they slaughtered each other. So by the time Israel got to them, nothing was left. They called the booties, B-O-O-T-I-E. That's where we get, probably they get the word. I don't know where they get the word booty from, but it just, it literally means spoils. By the time Israel got to the scripture, says nothing was there but the booties. In other words, the spoils.
began to take it. That's, that's how another way Israel got wealth. When they defeated armies, or in this case, they defeated themselves, <laughs> they took their spoil. They took their gold. They took everything they, they owned. And so this is a powerful nation. This nation was nothing to play with because their God was nothing to play with. They were as great as the Almighty Himself because the Almighty Himself was who, they, who was working on their behalf. The Father put it in them to, He even gave them, y'all bear with me. The Father instructed them when you go into a nation and you defeat them, you know, some nation that they was further away, you can keep the women. Uh, but you had to kill all the males. If they was close by, the father would say, slaughter everybody. Don't leave no nothing breathing, because he knew that close to, with, with people left, the enemy's um, children even, that was a part of your, if you took them, they would always remember their home, which was right next door, and they would, it would be contention. Cont uh, you know. So he said, slaughter everybody. If the neighbors was close by, slaughter all of them when you take them when you fight with them. But if they was far away, you could keep the women. And this is what he said to do with the women. They was to shave their head for 30 days and mourn for their nation that was just defeated. And then after 30 days, those Israelite men could have their pick of who they wanted. Now, what do you think with the nature of any man, a man is going to do if you have thousands of women to pick from? You get what I'm, where I'm going with this. So they were the most beautiful people the father knew what he was doing with that rule, that law. I don't know if that's what all he, he meant by that rule, but they were able to pick the most beautiful of the most beautiful of the most beautiful women, and that's what they did over and over and over. So Israel was a beautiful people, strong people. Their diet was second to none. They was the most healthiest people. Before our doctors discovered big fish is not good to eat, they was eating uh, a small fish. They knew about tuna, and they was eating good because of that, 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 that Israelite diet, which was second to none. So I just want to just say for those of you that's hearing all these curses, 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 it can be a little, uh, it can produce low self-esteem in and of itself if you don't know about the great, this about the, the upside. Y'all, Your sisters follow me? Give me a little feedback on that, Sister Eliana. What do you think of, of what I just shared? Well, yeah, you, you're right. And Israel had a destiny. They were, you know, um, they had a great promise uh, of many great things. And um, but we have to understand also that Israel also, even at their beginning, had issues because of the nations. So it was a twofold thing in Israel. It wasn't like a fairy tale. Like it, you know, I don't believe that there was ever a time in Israel in the history of our nation that we actually absolutely at all times for a specific period of years completely followed the most high. I believe that the most high has so many wonderful things in store for us, but the first thing he had to do was really purge us. And that was kind of the challenge that the most high had and has been having with us as a nation. He has great things for us, but it's it's we who need to understand that the Most High first is a spirit. He is not right. a man to lie. He is a spirit. And as Yehoshua said, for the Father seeketh such to worship him, for he is a spirit, the Father, 
who is the Most High Yah, and he seeks such to worship him. So he's looking for us to worship him in that spiritual realm. And, and Sister Eliana, hold on a second, because I want to be really pointed tonight. Now, I, I feel you're going there, and, and, and we need to definitely hit that. But I just want us to just kind of focus just a little bit on the glory of Israel. Because, you know, oftentimes we talk about what we need to do to get back and all these things. And people, I'm telling you, I had a con- I've had conversations, sisters, where people are understanding why why we got to suffer. I mean, why? I know we were just obedient, but it's like you go from being a N-I-G-G-E-R to uh, now you're cursed. I mean, it's like if you know the glory, though, and that's what I'm trying to hit tonight, and maybe I'm not presenting it right, I, I can, I'm moving probably too fast, but I want us, us, uh, us Hebrews tonight, Israelites tonight, just for maybe another couple of minutes, just to talk about the the good part of it. Why, why did they have it so hard? I mean, I think it's because they had it so great. And how did they have it great? Some people don't even know that about the diet of Israel. They don't even know the things you share, Sister Eliana. They don't know, Sister Kaviva, the things you share. They don't know the goodness of Israel. So if we can hit that a little harder, then, Sister Eliana, I want you to go back to your point because that was very valid and relevant, okay? Then I just want to hit that, if you could, just a little harder. The glory, the glory. This was no, this was the greatest nation. People know about Rome. They always talk about the Romans, the Romans. The Romans was nothing compared to Israel. All they did was bust a lot of people in their head, went around taking stuff, just like America doing today. They're the greatest, the greatest, the greatest. What are they great at? Taking, robbing, raping. And all the resources they get from that, they put in this big warehouse called the United States of America. Everybody coming to get the stuff. They ain't coming to get no morals. We're not a great nation morally, but this nation, Israel, even though there was no great, as Sister Eliana was just saying, and Sister Kaviva kind of mentioned it earlier, yes, they were. But, folks, <laughs> Queen of Sheba was impressed with the knowledge of Solomon. This was the wisest man that ever lived. They had the wealthiest man that ever lived and the most smartest man that ever lived. They had the most baddest priests. They had the baddest warriors, Saul, them. You know, these people kill thousands in wars. We can't do that. No man can do that today. I mean, don't don't go get the book of Jasher. It sounds like a comic book from the Apocrypha. So all I'm saying is, sisters, I know y'all have a lot of information on this, and I just want to hear just a little bit longer. Then we can get, then we look at this. We can let y'all go because I really want to hear from the sisters tonight. So I just want to just say this, and I want uh, 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 y'all to come behind me again. What was the super great things about them? Not how they need to change and what they need to do and how they was cursed. And we're going to get into that. But what was so good about them? What was so good about them that they, they should have to suffer this much? And again, I say their prophets were second to none. You know, one prophet dropped the axe head in the water. He just a casual day, no big deal. Dropped the axe head in the water, and he just was so hurt because this axe head was borrowed. And he prayed to the Most High, and the axe head floated. And y'all know many of the miracles. Some of y'all know, but some of y'all don't know because you don't read your Bible. I met a young lady the other day. She said, I never read the Bible. I read the Bible once in my life. Well, she might be tuning in tonight. Everybody is not hardcore, mature believers that know all these things. They don't know why we are cursed. But people make it loud and clear on the Internet how we're cursed. Go look at the YouTube videos. Curse, 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 curse. And I want people to know tonight that this was a powerful Bad people, in a good way. I mean, second to none, the greatest the nation the world has ever known is 
Rael. I mean, folks, we're talking about people that please the Father, and sometimes he would take them. They didn't even see death, some of them. Many of these prophets raised folks from the dead. Many of these I mean, uncomprehendable things, speaking to the sun, having it to stand still. I mean, I think sometimes we in church and we just kind of assume everybody know these things, but I don't think a lot of people know. And not to mention evil spirits being handled like children with prophets and different things. I mean, these folks dealt with angels. I mean, talked to angels and they walked away and they knew they was going to disappear. It didn't bother them. This is your heritage, African-American. The nation of Israel. He knew no other people like this. And I just, you know, tonight I just want to spend a little bit of time just sharing that. Anybody want to chime into that? If not, we're going into how to walk in the spirit when we fulfill all of the law. Anybody got anything on that? Hello? Yeah. Yes. You okay, yes. It. All right. Yes, you know what? Uh, all that you're saying is so we do need to understand the beauty of who we are as a nation and what we're striving for and what we are striving to come back to and go even above that. But, yes, we have uh, one, God has some wonderful prophets that uh, guided his people. Not only that, but we, we were people that set things in order. One of the main things about us, and you said this, is that most nations recognize that God was with us. And they, were, they didn't take that lightly. They it was knew afraid. That God would, they knew that God would fight for us. You know, Yahweh would fight for us. He would fight for his people. And they knew it. So as long as we were walking with him in obedience, the other nations could not come against us. <laughs> we were beautiful um, uh, weavers. We could do. We 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 had God had given us a great ability to do many things, <laughs> many things that were uh, difficult for other nations. But when they saw that we were able to, yes, we knew how to work with medicine. We knew how to do many things that would cure certain things that would heal other nations. But this is where we are trying to go back to, our rightful place, our rightful place, our rightful place with the Most High, to lead the people into these things that we knew that we have forgotten, that God is bringing now back to us. That's my my thought on it. Yes. We are beautiful people. And Sister Kaviva, I was just listening to you, and I happened to think of something else. Um, uh, You know, one thing we forget is how how powerful the church was. I'm talking about, again, Israelites as well. They actually curse people. We forget that we have the power. Nobody uses it these days. We have the power. Nobody uses it these days to curse. And we, we're on this passivity so strong, we think we're never supposed to use it. But I disagree with that. I think you can curse people. 
companies that routinely mistreat us. Y'all want to know how to live? How to live? My wife looking at me. See what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm telling you, start talking about cursing. Believe look at you sideways. But that that there is prophets did curse back in the day. Now, if prophets curse in the Old Testament. What do you think we can do in the New Testament? I remember right, one of the disciples. One of the disciples was upset with the enemies of the, of the Messiah, and he said, "Shall we call down fire in Christ and say you can't do that?" He said, "No." <laughs> I'm not saying go do it, but I'm saying we forget. You know, all you gotta do is curse a few of these companies, and they know that they was cursed by believers. And I bet you the rest of them are straightened up. What y'all think? So I'm saying, listen, folks, the Father has given us power. I'm talking about a well, nation that walked in sheer power. Again, we want to bless and not curse. I know the Bible says that, but I'm just saying, there is a time, believers, to curse. I know everybody gets scared. Like, hold on a second, let me finish. Somebody somebody want to chime in. Y'all, and and that's great. I want you to. But folks, listen, it ain't in that Bible for no reason. When those prophets, when those kids made fun of that prophet and he cursed them and the bear came out and ate them, say what you want to say. Say what you want to say. When Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Ghost, that's in your New Testament. Christ had risen. Say what you want to say. They fell dead. We, the church, have the ability to church. I'm just talking about power right now, sheer power we have. Whether or not you use it, I'm not telling you to go curse anybody. I'm just saying I bet you one thing. If we say, let's believe us, let's all meet on this day, we're going we're gonna to invite the cameras there. We're going to do a press conference, and we're going to make an announcement that we're going to curse this particular company, this franchise, and we set our faces towards the east, and all agree in prayer. Guess what? They are going down. If you do that one time, what do you think the rest of the people are going to do? The other nations are going to do I mean, the other, excuse me, companies. These are the kind of tools we have at our disposal, and I'm not playing. I'm very serious. I'm not saying go around cursing, cursing, cursing. That's not what Brother Seth is saying. I'm from the same pastor church y'all are, some of y'all are, listening tonight. So, no, I'm probably going to be the least one to do it. But I'm telling you, if I didn't tell you, I'd be lying. That's what the Bible says. We have the power to do that. Now, go ahead. Somebody had a comment or something, but I had to get all that out. Okay. This is Shonvi. I'm going to say it's Sister Kaviva. This is what I'm going to say. There are, I'm going to go here. There are mysteries to, to the Most High. And I'm going to give you a small, for, the, for our listening audience, give them a part of one of the mysteries. And I'm just going to go back to Moses, Moshe, going and gathering the children of Israel. And when the alchemists turned their snakes, uh, 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 There's rods into snakes, and Moses' rod was turned into a snake and swallowed them, and then his rod returned back to a rod. Yes, there are mysteries of heaven that we can use and 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 perform. Yes, there are. Uh, there's this unequivocal. There's no. God has given us. There are things. That's one of the things. If you get into uh, what. <clears throat> Nations were taught by the watchers. If you go into the teachings of this, yes, they were taught these things, but it was uh, illegal, uh, unauthorized use of God's power 
but there are certain, you know, parting the Red Sea. What? What do you mean? God, yes, he parted that Red Sea, but there was something about it. What happened? How did you turn a, 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 a basket of, of, of loaves of bread and fish into to feed multitudes? So there are mysteries. There are mysteries more than what we can attain, really, and to understand fully. But they're there for us to understand. Yes, yes, we can. You know, I know that I've faced, just in a personal level, I've faced um, companies uh, that have came after me because of me dealing with certain things and what I was doing uh, that God had sent me to do on at that company. But those companies are no longer in business. Yes. They they closed up. They 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 could not stand. They they went under. But that's something. That's walking with the Most High, coming into a place. This has happened for Sister Eliana as well. God can move for us in these places, and He will. He will move for us. But the the, the point of it is, it's not our power, but it's our belief that whatever we put to Him, that He will work for us. In our behalf, or on our behalf, and this is the way I look at it, because I know that we do have those mysteries, and there are many things that uh, we cannot say to everyone, because everyone cannot walk in that kind of power or that kind of authority. So we have to be careful, because we can't. Everybody can't walk there. Amen. Moshe was given the authority to be able to walk with that staff. And hey, man, Sister Kavita. Sister Kavita. We have to be able, but yes, we are a wonderful people. That's why we had our prophets. That's why we had our leaders that our father had given us. So we have to kind of be careful in how we, because we don't want, everyone is not walking in the fullness of deliverance and understanding. Let me chime in here for a second. Let me chime in here okay. for a second because I, I respect what you're saying, and I'm sure everybody heard you loud and clear. Everybody is not mature enough, and that's why the Father, that's why the Messiah told Peter, no, don't call down fire. My point in bringing that up is we can. Most of you listening tonight, it's not mature enough to do any of this, but it's a comforting to know that we darn sure Skippy can. We can. Because today, Sister Kaviva, Sister Eliana, and all the listeners, we feel powerless, a lot of us. It's just like we curse. Now we are like we just curse. No, 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 no. We have power. We have power. There's all this high-tech zooming around us, Wi-Fi, people listen to your phone calls, CIA, FBI, you know, the war's plan. It looks hopeless for us, if we be very honest, some of us. And some of us are afraid. But it's nothing like listening to some of those stories of our grandmothers. Like you just said, Sister Kaviva, out of your own mouth, companies came out at you and your sisters. Your sister. And over the years, y'all have defeated those companies. Many of them are out of business. 
for dealing with y'all unjustly. People need to hear that. And that's why I wanted to just for the first few minutes of the show, I probably didn't say it enough. I was trying to talk about the glory of Israel. But my point is people need to see power. The churches are impotent. Y'all know that. Ain't nobody getting healed. No dead being raised. Come on. Nobody. It's very, very rare. Very rare. Very rare. And the, our children see this. And then they see the almighty muscles of white supremacy. And they see the almighty muscles of the one world government. And they see these movies just constantly drilling into us how they know what all we do. But I tell you one thing, and we're about to switch gears and get into it, folks. These sisters, I know they got something to say about being led of the spirit. We kind of hit into it now because if they defeated companies, they have to have been led of the spirit. And that's all Brother Seth is saying tonight. I always say things sometimes roundabout way. But all I'm trying to say is where is the power, Israel? How should we live as the real Israelites today without power? you got to have power. It all boils down to what can your God do? Let the gods that are real answer by fire. It's, what is, it's down to that now. And I have some sister here tonight. I've talked with Sister Eliana and Lynn, and I know for a fact she have had some serious victories that many of you on this phone line just wouldn't believe. So we want to talk about how to be led of the Spirit. True power. True, true power. True True power. Oh, my goodness. Sister Elian, I have, uh, hold on a second. I think we have a question here. Let's see. I think we have a question. Yes, we do. And y'all know the rule. Now we have a question. Go straight to the phone lines. Okay. This is going to be area code 314-596. Go ahead with your question or comment. What city and what name, please? Hi, I'm Karen. I'm calling from Mesa, Arizona. And I have a comment and a serious question. Hi, um, Kim. Karen. Karen. Okay, Karen, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited about uh, the dialogue tonight, and it does raise a question. But first, well, I have thank a you. comment, and and my comment will help clarify some things in my mind, as you perhaps will respond to it. It seems to me that the Word of God tells me that I, that we, children of God, are peculiar. We're peculiar. And one thing that makes us peculiar is that we follow the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments of God. Uh, Leviticus and, and those laws that are found in Exodus makes us peculiar because, in my mind, in, in the uh, infant state that my mind is in concerning this topic, God gave instructions of how we were to worship and what he expected and what he was going to do if we followed those commandments. Now, I, I have a problem with the fact that somewhere along the line, we got off. We, uh, we were to worship him in a special way. That made us peculiar from all the other pagans and all the other uh, uh, nations. That's what gave us the power was the fact that we followed his instructions and and, and we, we obeyed the dietary laws. And we, we understood what it meant to love thy neighbor as you love yourself because we had the laws to tell us what love was all about. But somewhere along the line, and, it's, and it's, it's my ignorance, we got off as Hebrew people. We got off so bad 
that now in 2018, you can hardly recognize the particular people. We don't have power to, to rain down fire from heaven. We, we don't have power to even raise the dead because we, I believe, are not doing what God ordained for us to do and how we are to act. We have assimilated. We've taken on other gods. We, 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 we're worshiping gods that we don't even know of. We're a lot, you know, we don't even resemble what he initially set out for us. And so that, that to me, means that we, we get splashed off. Surely people get healed, and, and there are people that the miracles are being seen. But the power that you guys are talking about, I think somewhere along the line, and maybe you can tell me where, it all, where we all jumped off, but somewhere we stopped worshiping the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and we assimilated and took in other gods, and, and we have a big mixture, and, and the power is not there because the, the strength, the foundation is not sure. Many people know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's some noise there. Hold on. Let's just do this. I don't know what the noise is at, so let's go ahead. We'll try to stop that noise, but go ahead. Well, well, I, I tell you what, Sister Karen, uh, Sister Karen, hold on a second, Sister Karen, because you're saying a lot. Let me do this. Let me bring on Sister um, Eliana to kind of uh, see what she has, if anything, and uh, perhaps if she don't, Sister Kaviva, uh, as, as far as what you've said so far. You've said a lot. Sister Eliana, anything on what the sister's talking about? Yes, absolutely. And hi, Sister Karen. Hello. Then. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, we're talking about being peculiar and having this walk that the Father, um, the Most High, brought us into. Uh, as Kaviva was saying earlier, you know, the nations, especially Egypt was one of the most powerful nations, could duplicate many of the of the um, magical, I don't, I don't want to use the term magic in that way, but it actually was magic. It was a form of magic. Um, but magic in the earth without the express consent of the Most High is an abomination to the Most High. Now, for his people, the use of spoken word to bring about uh, spiritual or supernatural occurrences in a natural world is what the world calls magic. But for the children of Israel and for the prophets or those that have been given the knowledge and the assignment, and we use those powers against the powers of our adversaries, because the scripture tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, against spiritual wickedness, rulers, of this age, spiritual, you know, uh, wickedness in high places in the heavenly realm. So we're we're wrestling against supernatural or uh, spiritual entities that come from the heavens that have been in the presence of the Most High, and they do understand the working of these um, abilities to bring about um, occurrences into the natural world from the supernatural world. But the children of Israel, when we walk with the Father, it is his power, it is his authority, it is his ability that we work through. And when we stand on faith 
and, and, and command a thing to happen, it will happen. Like Yehoshua told his disciples when he looked at that fig tree, he, that fig tree did not have fruit on it. He cursed it. And then when they came back to that fig tree, uh, a short time later, the disciples were, were, were marveling that the fig tree was withered because Yehoshua cursed it. He, he spoke a word that manifested in the earth something from the supernatural realm and the spiritual realm that caused that tree to dry up and die. So as Seth was saying, we, we do have access. As his believers, as his um, children, we have that power. But again, as Seth said, we must be born again. So because the whole story of Israel today and where we are today is as a result of our forefathers walking away, being enamored by the pagan nations and leaving the gentle pastures of the Most High and the flock that he placed us in. What the nations were doing seemed to be more appealing because the adversaries of Israel were working overtime in our hearts or the hearts of our ancestors and in their imaginations to make them feel that what was going on was more exciting. And it happens today. We're still experiencing this as we are coming into the truth, as we are waking up, as we are uh, becoming revived as a nation. We are still being bombarded. Our, our enemies, our adversaries are still working overtime in the music industry, in the beauty industry, in the sex industry, in the um, financial industry to entice us out of our heritage yet again. You know, even those of us have woken up, sometimes we feel like, okay, I, I, we, we get become very zealous. I want to keep those commandments. I want to keep, you know, the Shabbat. I want to do all these things. But the reality is it's, it's, it's like the tortoise and the hare. You cannot run this race with the Most High in zeal. It, it's super excitement. You have to take your time and walk with the Most High, which will bring us into what we're going to be talking about, walking in the Spirit. A little um, later. Hold on a second. Just hold on a second. I uh, wanted to just chime in, Sister Karen, for a second. Sister Karen in Mesa, Arizona, are you understanding what Sister Ellie understands? Is she under, is she asking you a question? Yes, I, I understand, and, and she was about to answer my question. Um, okay, go ahead. Hard. Go ahead, Sister Eliana. Okay. So what's happening is the Father is, is, is training us. Now, we have to go back. We got off track. Sister Karen wants to know what happened. We got off track. Now, in ancient times, our forefathers got off track with the nations. In modern times, because of oppression, and as um, uh, Brother Seth has been talking about white supremacy in our nation, after coming up from slavery, our nation was close-knit, and we did see power because we didn't have money to go to the doctors. We relied on prayer. Our, our, our grandmothers and our grandfathers walked the floor praying for miracles. When our children were sick, when we had financial needs, even to keep the lights on or even to keep the house from falling down, 
my mother has a very powerful story. Uh, my mother was born in 1942. But my mother has a powerful story of their house burning down. Her mother is working in the field, and she had uh, nine brothers and sisters. She was the oldest. The house was burning. My mother walked through the house and got all of her brothers and sisters out of a burning house. And she went in. She wanted, my, mother, my grandmother had bought her brand-new clothes, and she wanted to go get her new clothes. And the fire department was there. They couldn't believe it. My mother was going in and out bringing her brothers and sisters out because of the faith of her mother, the prayers of my grandmother and her teaching them. They weren't aware that they were Hebrews, but they had a strong faith in the Most High. And, again, we're talking about a close-knit isolated community from the mainstream and the people believed on the name of the most high although we were given a false name but in our hearts we knew we were believing upon the power that created the heavens and the earth the power that created the universe and the mashiach his son so in that understanding my grandmother taught her children and my mother walked in that faith as a 13 year old to get her brothers and sisters out and she wanted to go back one more time to get her clothes, and the and the house collapsed, so she could not. But the point is, this is a true story. It is our story. It is our history. Our mother, we saw saw this. So, in in the context, what Sister Karen was saying, where we got off, we got off after civil rights, after we were we we tried to acculturate. We try to acculturate, to be part of the American culture, because we did not understand why we were being separated. We didn't understand. Oh, oh, okay, Sister Eliana, hold on another hand has went up. Uh, uh, to the private caller, you don't have a phone number there. We'll come to you after Sister Eliana and Sister um, Karen is done here. Just be patient with us. Go ahead, Sister Eliana. So after civil rights, when we wanted to acculturate, just be a part of the culture, be treated fairly within the culture, we struggled after civil rights, but something happened. Another shift came some 30 years, maybe 40 years later, where we began to assimilate. And that's where we really, really got off. When we began to assimilate, when they began to accept us, uh, not just on the color of our skin, but for our merits and our achievements, we started pushing for that, and we got it. We started assimilating. We started climbing the corporate ladder. Uh, we started having better hair care products. We started being able to lighten our complexion. We started being able to buy better clothes, live in better neighborhoods. We started to be able to marry inter interracially, and we began to assimilate. And in our assimilation, we shunned the prayer meetings that would not let you get up off the floor until you received the baptism of the Ruach HaKadosh in your life. We started going to the houses of worship, but we started allowing another spirit to come and sing to us in the form yes, of yes. discriminate cells. And we started assimilating to the culture around us, and we lost the power of the Ruach. We lost the power of the Most High. But he wants to give it back to us. Yes, yes. Very good point. Very good point, Sister Karen. Um, did, 
that answer your question? Yes, it certainly did, especially for uh, the time that we're living in now, because I didn't give any thought to the civil rights movement and all how we assimilated. My mind was back in in the ancient uh, biblical times where we were walking with God and we were uh, close and we're doing those marvelous things that you guys described, and then all of a sudden uh, we were uh, disciplined, if I can use that word, by God, saying that our buttocks were going to be showing and we were going to, you know, all of that. And I can't, I can't comprehend where we got off, why we started. But I, I certainly appreciate what she explained because I hadn't given that any thought. I do remember the stories of my grandparents and my great-grandparents about the move of God. Um, that they experience is certainly foreign to us today. And so I appreciate her bringing that back to my, my mind because it, it, I can relate. I can relate well, to that. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for calling uh, Five Smooth Songs uh, and, and, and pressing one and, and, and tuning into the show tonight. Uh, I want you to press one after I put you on hold. If you want to come back for a clarification question or any other insights you feel in your spirit, because it's all about the spirit tonight, you're more than welcome to do that, okay? Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, let's, and that was Karen all the way from Mesa, Arizona. I like, I love the spirit of her. I love that spirit. And, folks, that's the spirit we want to have tonight. We're just trying to find out what's going on with our people. That's all. That is all we're doing tonight. Uh, Sister Karen, if you can press one, your hand will go down. Okay, let's go to the private caller. You know who you are. Your hand is up. Uh... Go ahead with your question or comment. Yes, yes Shalom. Um, yes, I'm Shalom. very interested when it comes to this particular subject. When we start talking about what is necessary, ultimately you have to say for the healing of our people. And when I say the healing of our people, I mean becoming the people we were supposed to be. I think we forget some very, very important things as people who are bowed unto the one most high. And that is a very important fact that uh, we have to wake up and realize something very, very precious, that we don't have a right to be a divided people. That might sound like a hard statement for many of us, but remember the scripture says we bought with a price. It relates unto him every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear allegiance. Now, understanding that very basic concept, we ought to realize something. 47,000 denominations in camps cannot possibly be the conscience beyond contradiction that we have to awaken to. It's an impossibility. It's a total impossibility. And there's something that I'd like to say that I would pray that uh, for the cause of our people, that some out there who hear this might uh, begin to examine something. A lot of us today have been taught, in fact, taught for many generations, for instance, about this title, Christ, Christos. Don't have an idea about what it really meant to the, uh, let's just say, the polytheist Western, if you will, Hellenist mind. Because there are a lot of words that we use today that had a base pre-extant meaning in the mind of uh, those who had a Western thought pattern and lingua and we don't realize oftentimes how those uh, misconceptions that existed in polytheist mind are directly antithetical against Eastern, mon- Eastern monotheists. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, brother. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. I, uh, I appreciate 
where you think you're going. But in mm-hmm. all due respect to the people that are tuning in because they saw this title, they saw the show's description, and they want to know how should we live as the real Israelites. I understand and respect the scholarly. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. I, I welcome you to share. I'm not. You can keep talking. You can keep sharing. But I don't want to get into the names of Christ or how he's a figment or, you know, I, I, I for me, with who I'm talking well, to now. You no, know, sir, I have to tell you this. No, you don't know where I'm going with this. Because if you did, you might be willing to give a listen a little bit more. I oh, promise let me ask you, you a, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Out of knowledge. respect for the listeners, hold on a second. Hold on a second. And I, I'm going to let you talk. If you know five, you you are one of my old, old callers, so for sure, I know you're, you're a scholar, you know your stuff. I just don't want to get into some very important, and you're probably going to be right. I, I just don't, I want to stay on topic. I really do, because people are saying, hey, they want to into the show. So let me ask you this. The foundation we have to get back to. Because it is more than just this title, this title, Christos of Christ, because that implies something that directly defies what Messiah said is first commandment of all. But uh, like I said, we need to understand something. And Israelites, the first command that he gave was ultimately that we learn to love and seek the Most High, to be able to defend his name as a mutual ordinance unto us all, unto us all, that we might love one another rather than constantly contend in our, let's just say, lack of knowledge or partialities. That's really first command, that we don't worship other gods, other controlling bodies of knowledge. Uh, differences of uh, administration, representation, and even misinterpretation. Uh, many of us don't realize when the scripture says watch out for false prophets, it's really talking about what you would call, if you look at the real definition of the word, hypocrisy. No lesser standard than the fullness of what the Most High desires for us, that we might have peace, that we might have a perfect agreement. That is first and ultimate command. We, many of us right now say we keep the feast. Well, what, did the feast, what, was, what were the feasts for? for? That we all come together to be one accord, and in all that the Most High revealed to us, that we all might be constantly updated. But we live in a society right now that many people call themselves Israelites, and they keep days, but they forget that the Shabbat is unto a completion. A feast and honor unto the Most High cannot be under any partial standard or the preservation of any partial standard that would ultimately misrepresent or fatally flatter that men don't seek the full maturity that is only possible only possible when we, when we recognize, when we look to the Messiah in the context of he said, the spirit of the most high, the spirit that teaches all things, no lie in it, reproves all sins. Uh, the spirit of the most high is upon me to preach good tidings. The word for good does not mean anything partial. It means something mature. Preach good. The whole word, the whole disorder, the whole gospel unto the okay. me. That means those okay, are hold on a second. Hold on a second. I want, uh, hold on a second. I'm going to let my guests chime in. I want to know what's on their spirit. Uh, from what you're saying, you're saying a whole lot. You're jumping around a little bit, and it's okay. I, I'll let you. I, I'm not running from nobody tonight, folks. I just want to be true to those that tune into the show, looking to see how shall we live as a real Israelite. Brothers, it's not that far off, okay? Uh, Sister Eliana, any comments on what you're hearing? No, actually, like you said, um, our caller is not far off because we are talking about how we should live. Um, the only thing I would say is that um, what he's sharing, what you're sharing, caller, is I would say it's a little bit more of a um, in-depth meat. 
which needs to be taught. It needs to be taught over time to our people because we have different levels of, of uh, listeners on the line. We have some people who called in because their family members have invited them, but they they really don't even understand what we're talking about. And we have Can I say something very, very basic? We're very seasoned. So, yes, I think no, it's very, very basic that ancient Israel had. Call her, call her, call her. Hold on a second. Let her finish. Let her finish. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say, I think what you're saying is on point because it does pertain to the, the actual subject matter. And what you're teaching is how we should be living now. Uh, but we're, that's that's meet for a more mature Israel, and we have Israel waking up. So we have some who are awake, some who have been awake a long time, but we have some who are just coming. So the topic is on point. The um, the knowledge is is uh, maybe above. I don't want to say. I'm not I'm not implying that anyone does not have a good understanding, but and. This has to be the most high is waking us up by degrees. So the information simple statement is deep. It is very deep. So I would say if simple you can simplify how you're saying it, it would be perfect because it would it would then blend in perfectly with what we're trying to do tonight with how we should live. Well, let's be real about it. We have to learn how to live and what is the principle of life itself. That in itself is going to have to be explained to many of us again. Because no two people disagreed will enter the kingdom of Shamaim or the kingdom of, as they say, per se, heaven. Uh, Shamaim, even the root words, relate to the Shema. And we're going to have sir, to understand sir, that. Sir, sir, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. And, and out, of, out of respect, I, I, I hope you understood what Sister Eliana was saying. Anybody listening right. to you right now, anybody listening to you know you should be doing probably the show is a, a, a show that, on just what you're saying. It's just you're, you're throwing Absolutely. out like she was saying. You just talked video. about the heavens. Hold on. Now you, now you got getting into the heavens and the true name and all this. I just want to move on out of, out of respect for those I know that are saying, what is he talking about? It's something can I, you can have to understand. Hold on a second. No, you can't say anything right now. If you can hold on a second, well, please. Go ahead and leave since I can't say it. Because it you desperately need it and can't live without I, it. I, I got to put him on home. I gotta put them on hold. And if anybody listening, please understand my heart. I'm trying to serve you. You tune in to know how should we live as a real Israelite today. The brother has truth. He has a lot to say. He remind me of myself. We talk a lot, but you can't throw out a whole lot of me because nobody's not gonna understand. And then by the time you explain this, thirty minutes don't went by. So just out of respect for him, I just put him on hold. I'm not hanging up on him or anything like that. But we got to move on. The sisters uh, are here tonight. We want to talk about how to be led of the spirit, everyday, practical, in your face. You can put your hands on basic one-on-one because people are coming into this revelation of how we are Israelites, and they just want to know. Truly, how should we live? I think what I want to do, Sister Eliana, is I want to take a little short little break and play a commercial for next week's show. This is just talking about what's coming up next week, and then we'll be right back. Sister Eliana, you okay with the break? I'm okay with that. Okay, okay, folks. And again, Sister Kaviva, I see her line drop, uh, so hopefully she'll call us back. So, um Again, folks, you listen to Five Smooth Songs tonight 
I applaud the sisters and the brothers and all of the caller. Everybody have tuned into this show tonight. I think we are doing a fabulous job, and I'm very, very serious. We're hitting this, but I just don't want to get off topic. I want us to keep swinging just like we're doing. Cecilia Eliana and Sister Gaviva are on fire, and I want them to continue. And that's all. That's all I'm trying to say, folks. I'm not trying to be controlling or anything like that. We'll be right back, folks. Y'all got to hear what's happening next week. Check this out. Shalom, human family. This is Seth from Five Smooth Stones Network. Thanking you for listening to this very important and relevant show tonight. I want to invite you to another show, May 1st, 2018, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, where we talk about another important show, yet highly controversial, with the topic of Bible leprosy. I say Bible leprosy to distinguish it from modern leprosy today. Folks, in the Bible, one type of leprosy was nothing more than what we call today albinism or vitiligo. Again, one type of leprosy in biblical days was nothing more than albinism or vitiligo. I have much proof biblically and scientifically to support this bold truth. Later albinos, as we call them today, would migrate to Europe for favoring climate conditions for their eyes and their skin, and more importantly, to be used later by the Most High for judgment. Then many years later, as millions, they would mix with melanated people to bring about the different colors of skin today, as we see mixing does. Also, this is the ultimate backbreaker to white supremacy. Folks, We've done over 10 hours of shows on this topic. Now, when we say white supremacy, we're not talking about white people, but the doctrine and philosophy of lies of white supremacy. Many so-called whites hate white supremacy just like you do, from whom I've gotten a lot of what we'll be presenting. So, yes, you've heard me right. The Bible talks about one form of leprosy being described as simply white skin. Leviticus 13 32 and 36 even mention yellow hair associated with this plague, a.k.a. blonde hair. We will show you that we are truly one human family in revealing how some of us in your Bible was cursed with white skin by the Father and even the prophets and those people mixing with other people would bring about the different colors of shades we see today. Did you know that 2 Kings 5 Last verses, one person was told his descendants would be cursed forever 
with this leprosy. And he turned white, nothing else, no sores, no disfigured limbs, or anything we think of today as leprosy. Did you know that Leviticus 13 mentioned the term bright spot nine times and that the priests were to examine this bright spot? What's wrong with a bright spot? It's nothing wrong with a bright spot if you're white skinned because it's all bright. But if you're brown or black, this would be a problem. Folks, lastly, Moses was told to stick his hand in his bosom to show a sign to Pharaoh of his power. The Bible says Moses' hand became leprous. When he stuck in his bosom, it became, he pulled it back out, it became leprous as snow. Snow is only known for two things, to be white and to be ice. That's Exodus 4 and 6. Then his sister was smitten with the same thing. It says Miriam became leprous as snow when she spoke out against her brother marrying outside of his tribe. Numbers 12 and 10, she was smitten with this same thing. Again, it says the same verbiage, Miriam became leprous as snow. Folks, we've done over 10 hours of detailed information on this. That's May 1st, 2018, 8 p.m. Don't miss this show. Shalom. Let's go back to the phone lines. 
Sister Eliana, your number is now open. Uh, Sister Khabib, I see you're back. Your number is now open. Well, sisters, uh, I want to come back and just ask a question to either one of you. I guess we'll go to Sister Khabib first. Walking in the Spirit. Sisters, let's make it very practical. Number one, how do one walk in the Spirit? How do you become sensitive to the Spirit? Because, again, if you can follow the Spirit, you know, I'm thinking about 911 that comes to my mind, how a lot of people said something told me don't go to work. One sister was saying that she never missed work, and that day she could not complete her assignment. And she just felt like she needed to stay. There are a lot of people spiritual, spiritual, I mean godly spiritual. They are sensitive. There are some people more sensitive to the spirit than others. How can you become sensitive to the spirit, Sister Kaviva? Sister Kaviva? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I don't know what, what's going on, but you keep saying, can you hear me? I just want you to just start talking. Your line is wide open. Okay. Um, you, uh, One of the ways, I think, that you can, you know, to be, to walk in the spirit of the Most High, one of the things that the Scripture does express, in order to uh, walk in the spirit, you must be born of the spirit. And that's, that's really number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And so with that being said, that is the Ruach. You know, we were talking a little bit, uh, a lot about the power of the Most High. And, and, and the, the, the word of the Most High says, after you have received the Ruach of, of the Most High, then you shall Which means spirit, which means spirit for those that don't know what Ruach means, folks. Go ahead. Right. And the spirit of the Most High, the Ruach. Then you shall receive power And this is where a lot of our Or uh, to do Extraordinary things Extraordinary things Beyond our own uh, Natural ability comes from Being coming from the Ruach Of the Most High And so we we must be born Again and we must receive his Spirit because the Bible Said that how can you discern spiritual matters unless you're born of the Spirit? So we must come to that place where we can walk there in uh, of the Spirit of the Most High. Also, we, in order to walk in the Spirit, we, I, I was just listening to you mention about the one young lady that wanted to stay at work. And I, I'll give you a, a point in case when I was working. I was working um, uh, in the marketplace uh, for Bank of America at this time, and we went to out uh, the market, meaning the area, and we would uh, I could open um, bank accounts right then and there on the spot, and I could just come to your home and open them, and or uh, uh, get a loan for your business or a loan for your home, or however you know. And so, but this one day, I because and we sometimes we were stationed out of. Uh, the uh, a lucky store, and we would that was kind of where we would go and get some of our our, our paperwork, and then we would go on out throughout the uh, neighborhood canvassing. And uh, this one day, I was at home, and I was getting up to go to work, and I said to the father, "Oh, the the spirit of the Lord came all over me." I said, "Father, I, I said, oh, I just don't feel like going to work." 
You know, I said, you know, and I'm talking to the father, and I'm saying, Daddy, will this be okay if I don't go to work today? You know, I I just don't feel like it. And and the spirit of the Lord was just upon me just, just to stay at home. So I called home. I mean, I called into work, and I said, you know, I can't make it into work today, and I, I'm going to stay at home. Uh, I, I can't, I can't make it in. I, you know, I just can't make it in. Well, that very day, um, the um, store uh, that I would go in and get my supplies from was robbed that very day. Wow. Things that knowing how to hear from the Most High. Some of us are indeed a more heightened, more they can hear. Uh, but you must have your spirit honed in through the Ruach of the Most High. You must see it. And so how do some you do of that? Are spiritual how, how do you hear. do that? How do you do that? You mu- well, first of all, you must receive the Most High. You must be... Let, let, let's take it, let's fast forward, and I'm, and I'm only jumping in here for time, say, let's fast forward and say they're believers. They believe in okay. Israel. They received the Messiah. Because a lot of people listen, I know for a fact that's exactly where they're at. And that's what this show is going to bring. This show is not going to bring too many people un- un- unsaved. So, uh, of course, if they do, you oh. just told them. So, Sister Kaviva, how do you get closer to that spirit to be more sensitive to it? Well, you must seek the baptism of the Holy Ghost if you don't have it. And if you do have it, this is where fasting and prayer comes in so that you can train your spirit and train your ears to hear from the Most High, to become more sensitive, to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Most High. As he trains you and calibrates you, it's coming through fasting, it comes through prayer, to to a home in, to to come close, to understand, to hear. Okay, okay, hold on a second, hold on a second. Now, now we're getting somewhere. I appreciate that. So did you ever born heard her? And I agree. I, I know Sister Eliana agrees. Sister Eliana, I would assume you definitely agree fasting and prayer is a powerful tool to get more sensitive to the spirit that leads and guides us in and out of danger, correct? Absolutely. That's right. That's right. Okay, Sister Eliana, uh, agree. Uh, I agree. Hold on, Sister uh, Kaviva. Kavi- both, all three of us agree, fasting and praying. Now, here's a, here's a question. How do you fast? How do you pray? I mean, p- people really want to know. I mean, I know, but I, I, you, you have the mic right now. How do you fast and pray? Well, I, do, I fast. I fast uh, from all foods when I fast. I, and I fast for however long. I ask the Father and I seek him and ask him how long of a fast would he have me on. I have I fasted for 21 days. I've fasted for 40 days. I've fasted for three days with no food, with no food. Uh, but then there are fasts that you can do for, that people are fasting from, from certain hours to a, 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 like early, you know, from early morning to about 6 o'clock in the evening or 7 o'clock in the evening and breaking their fast at dinner time. There are different ways that people learn to fast. Uh, and 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 can achieve, but a lot of it is also in uh, studying the Word of God and staying in His Word, that you may hear His voice when He speaks, because He's going to speak through His Word, and you will understand it and you will recognize it. So, but yes, fasting, uh, 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 refraining from eating or 
setting particular times that you would want to eat, uh, 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 that you would uh, uh, would spring from, uh, like I said, from six to six or uh, whatever times that you decide uh, as you get closer to the Lord until you feel comfortable enough to go even further where you can fast a full three days or you can fast a full seven days or you can fast a full 21 days or you can fast a full 40 days. But you can, it's, it's, you can take it by degrees and by uh, baby steps or by steps of going, you don't even have to say baby steps, just taking a step to get closer to the Father by uh, uh, going into it this way. And this is, this is the way I, I, okay. I would, you see, and, and, and just moving into it until you build yourself up with the more. But you have to stay in the Word, you see. You have to stay so that you can home in to hear and then you must, it's just coming into that place. It's like to, I beseech you to present your body as a living sacrifice only, it's, which is our reasonable. Hello? No, I, I followed you, and that was very good. I wanted to ask you about prayer, and then I'm going to go to Sister Eliana and see what tools she has. Again, we're talking about how to be led of the Spirit, how to be led of the Spirit. I kind of would love for us to, if we have time, to talk about some of the success stories, just kind of take the stories and make them, I know they're probably 10 minutes, but make them more like three minutes, and I would like to fire at the people. You know, I can tell you all some some things come to my mind right now where when you hear these stories, you're going to know for a fact that brother right there, that was the father. Like Sister Kaviva just said, y'all know y'all heard her. These testimonies is what encourages our people that we have power. We have power. We have power. We haven't hit that on any other show, all five of these shows. We haven't really haven't hit the power of the believer. I just believe that we are not operating on all cylinders. I don't even, the church may have, out of six cylinders, they may be operating on half of one. I just don't see the power. Even our forefathers, when we was coming up as kids, they still didn't even have all of it. Azusa, as bad, big and bad as Azusa was when the when when the when the when the churches began to really start operating the gifts of the spirit back in the 1900s, I don't even think Azusa had all of it. I have yet to see a priest curse somebody white. <laughs> I know people freaking out, freaking out on that, but if they didn't on the Bible days, y'all, some of y'all don't believe it's white, it's fine. Just say curse with leprosy. We disagree with what it is until y'all hear me next week, but whatever it was, they was cursed with it. Let's say if it was swords, that's what y'all believe, most of y'all. Okay, what priests curse people with swords? I'm not, I know y'all say that brother's stuck on that curse. I'm just stuck on power. I'm stuck on, I, my mother used to tell me how people was afraid of ministers. Afraid of churches back in the day. She said they would walk by the church when nobody in the church take out their hat. You know, those prophets would say certain things was going to happen, they would happen. What happened to those days? This is what I'm talking about on this show tonight. We're talking about how to walk in the Spirit. Folks, we have power. You just heard these sisters talk about it. I know I'm going to kind of go in there and sound a little weird to some of y'all. But yes, I just want you to know we have the power. Never curse nobody all your life. But at least believe you can. It's encouraging to know that you got that in your arsenal. Who's going to stop the sun this, this generation? Anybody going to stop the sun if they need to? Anybody going to send an angel? Oh, 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 oh. Anybody going to send an angel? Talk to the angel and they walk away and you know it? I mean, probably y'all have. I don't know. Maybe y'all can share that. But, I mean, I can share some stories. And I'm telling you, I am a carnal Christian. I'm a carnal believer. 
When I say carnal, what I mean is my flesh, I think, dominates more than my spirit. So what Sister Kaviva was saying kind of steps on my toes because I haven't fasted. I'm keeping it real tonight. But I tell you, this carnal Christian, this carnal believer, who don't always walk in the power, I'm in and out of it. I've done things that if I told you, y'all would not believe it, but I got proof. Some of your friends of mine listening will, will press one and say, yep, yeah, that really happened with Brother Seth. I mean, you wouldn't believe it. And if it happened to me, I can only imagine for those that's given to fasting, which means you can fast at the drop of a hat. Some people suffer from anorexia, if I'm saying that disease right. Fasting don't mean none of them. So they got to fast like Sister Kaviva with Santivia or something. But all I'm saying, sisters and brothers tonight, Brother Seth is just on this thing about power. And these sisters, I invited two sisters to the and I know they're going to go there, and we're hitting it now. But just know we have power. Again, you don't have to curse nothing. I know y'all freaking out now. Forget it. You don't curse nothing. But I tell you one thing you can't deny that if we did a press conference and we said instead of saying we're gonna boycott Sam's, boycott Walmart, we're gonna curse Walmart. They will and we tell them how long they're gonna be you will not have no profits. You will not see the black for the next year. And then that happens. Can you imagine what they would do to Wall Street? What's the church going to say now? Who are they going to curse now? Oh, let's treat them right. We don't want them to curse us. Oh, please don't curse us. Say what you want to say. That is not make-believe. Folks did that. Folks did that. And I'm coming to you, Sister Eliana. But people, brothers and sisters, no one loves humanity more than I do. At least I think so. I love our people. I love all people. I don't want to hurt nobody. But if you got people abusing power... And they're constantly in office. And we have the power to do something about it from our couch, like Sister Kaviva was saying, fasting and prayer and declaring things. Oh, my goodness. What about casting out demons? <laughs> Can you imagine us going to Capitol Hill and, and, oh, my goodness, wouldn't that be a nice little exorcist to get some of them demons out of some of them congressmen and senators? I know it's kind of dreaming, but I'm just saying we can have events where we invite certain people and they kind of set them up. They don't, don't even know that they walk into a deliverance service. I mean, I'm just saying we keep on messing with people with no power, trying to say go into the ghetto, go into the ghetto, go into the ghetto, get them to say, how about targeting some people with power? How about targeting some millionaires? I mean, literally go after them, pray for them specifically. Can you imagine what happened when I'm coming to Sister uh, Eliana? I am so serious tonight. Can you imagine what would happen if Bill Gates got born again and filled with this? <laughs> All those beings in the kingdom. Can you imagine what he would do instead of going around putting computers everywhere, probably lining up his pocket some kind of way? If he did that, what what, what those beings could do? How about Paul Crouch? I mean, he's dead now, but I mean... The the owners of TBN and Daystar, if they got wind of the true Israelites, what could they do with Daystar? We have power, real power. These sisters on this line tonight said in one of the shows previously that they cast out evil spirits out of people. Do you know what that means? Have you ever seen it done? It would scare the hell out of you. It scares ministers. Seth, 
Yes. This is Eliana. Go for it. We just did that on the 24th of March. <laughs> Kaviva and really? I, I, we just had a prayer breakfast. We were, I was announcing. We had a lot of people show up at the prayer breakfast. And um, we were, I don't remember what happened, but it was somewhere around in the service. We began to pray. Uh, oh, we were they were we were blessing the people, and this one of uh, someone came up, and uh, we laid hands on her for a blessing. And I sensed there was a spirit inside that needed to come out, and I began to Kaviva and I began to pray over her. Of course, we do speak with other tongues. We do work in the power of the ruach. It was the prayer conference that I had put on, but we were it was being hosted at another at a ministry. They had never seen anything like that. It did scare the people. It scared the um host ministry. But we did not let up until we saw deliverance out of this uh woman. And her life is being changed even as we speak. And that was just March twenty fourth. This is not foreign to us. When Kaviva and I go anywhere together, people notice us before we open our mouth. They sense the presence of the Most High on us strongly. But when we begin to praise the Most High, it literally changes the atmosphere. People become afraid, and people become delivered, and people become set free. And this is how we live Daily. As a matter of fact, my granddaughter, she is uh, turning 11 on the 30th, and we just had a little situation two nights ago, and something came over her, and this is very foreign for my granddaughter who loves me. She believes she is my favorite out of the four that I have, but I have two girls, two boys, grandchildren, but she believes she is my favorite. And we got a special thing, but something came over her. Her eyes turned red. I saw a spirit rise up in her. She balled her fist, and she rose up to challenge me. And at first I thought we were just having a talk of uh, uh, me to my preteen granddaughter. But I sensed something, and I took authority. My voice dropped. You know, I have a soft voice, but not when the Ruach is in operation. My voice dropped, it became very strong, and it became very high-pitched, and I began to rebuke that spirit and cast it out of my granddaughter. And I'm telling you, two days later, I have my granddaughter back, and we were just sitting on my couch, and I had to take authority immediately. We don't play with spirits. We don't play with demonically possessed people. We know what to do, and we're not afraid. We will do this in public, and we will do it in private. We have cast out spirits. We, I remember one time we were in Oakland. We were on Fruitvale Avenue. They used to have a little pancake shop over. Uh, there was a Safeway store, uh, MacArthur and Fruitvale. If anybody knows the area, there used to be a pancake shop. We were all eating, my mother, my sisters, my brother. We came out. My mother kind of started it because my mom is also fearless. Anywhere she will, the spirit of the Most High will be on her, and she'll begin to minister, and she'll begin to cast out spirits, and we just roll with her. And that's exactly what happened. We began, 
My mother began to lay hands on someone as we were coming out of the restaurant, and it was about a early Saturday, maybe afternoon, early afternoon, and um, people were walking down the street, and someone walked in, put her hands up. I laid hands on her. We were casting out those spirits. I mean, we were having a, you know, what they call a Holy Ghost prayer meeting. I mean, speaking in tongues, rebuking the enemy. People were running over for prayer. I mean, we turned around. There's so many people we were ministering to. I think it was like an hour later. We were just trying to get out of the restaurant. We ended up having a meeting on the on the street. And then some years later when Jerry Brown. And, and, and hold on, Sister Eliana. I got a comment on what you just said. Please do not keep going for just 15 seconds. You said there was a line. Yes. When people see true power, and when they see it, they laugh at you like some people laughing at the line tonight. Oh, that stuff ain't real. But when they see what y'all just got to talk about, real demonic possession and all that, and then Hollywood really did get that from our churches, then they begin to get in line. I just have to say that. They got in line. I don't care where you at. People are in need. And we ain't got it all together tonight, folks. We ain't no super saints. We're just regular, everyday servants just having this fireside chat about power we've experienced. We ain't going to talk about the defeats, but we've lost some. I went to pray for people with demons before and then didn't leave. I've gotten embarrassed before. I've been used of the devil before. How about that? I've been on the other side. I know the sisters probably won't say that about them, but I'm telling the truth. I wasn't always born again. I've been used, and I knew I was being used under the influence. I'll share that with you maybe later about a familiar spirit one time that worked in me and another person. I don't mind. I ain't hide. We just want to share tonight. Hold that point. We just want to share tonight on this radio blog show. Ministry is what it is, really. How should we live is real is right. Folks, if you're walking by the Spirit and doing what these sisters are saying, you're going to follow his laws. Well, we got we got to follow Old Testament law. Which laws? Which laws? The Spirit knows. Some of those laws are not relevant for the day. Most of them are. Go ahead, sister. So I was saying um, years later when Jerry Brown became mayor of Oakland, I was uh, I was running a small school. By this time, I had been I gotten married. I wasn't married then, but I was married. I had my kids, and uh, we our school our little school participated in some of the preparations for the um, because he had just become mayor for his um, what do you call it his uh, um, inauguration or whatever. But it was a lot of schools getting involved, and we wanted the exposure because we were a small cottage school. And I never forget walking through the office. This lady saw me, and she was one of those women that were on the street that when we were praying. And I didn't remember her. I didn't remember anybody, actually. But she started screaming, you, it was you, it was you, you saved me. She started, hallelujah. Well, you know, Jerry Brown was um, very deep into the homosexual lifestyle. That is his agenda. And we were there, and she began to declare, hallelujah, hallelujah. She started going, and she started praising God. And she started getting so animated that people started coming, flying out of their offices, and she was drawing attention to me. Now, what you don't really know about Sister Eliana is I'm a very shy person. 
but I don't operate in shyness, especially when the Most High is in operation. I don't operate in shyness, but I don't also like to draw a lot of attention to myself. When people meet me, I don't give them a, 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 dios, a, 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 a resume. They ask me who I am, I tell them my name is Eliana. But people don't know who I am unless they know who I am. So I did not want the attention, so I'm trying to hide, and she's bringing attention. People start praising God. And I had a chance to minister to Jerry Brown. Not only Now, we're talking about walking in the Spirit. I also, the Most High told me to write a letter to Jerry Brown concerning his administration in the city, because Oakland was my city at that time. Who is Jerry Brown? We don't know who this fellow is. We're in Texas. We're in Arkansas. Who is Jerry Brown? We're in everywhere else. Brown was um, he was the governor of California. He okay, had been, okay. he had run he actually had run for governor of California several times. He Got tried you. to run for president, but he okay, never never made it. But he has been our governor several times. Well, okay. he also dated Linda Ronstadt. I don't know if you know that singer. She was a rock yes, and roll yes. singer. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead with your testimony. So. I got a chance to minister to him, but when he became the mayor of Oakland, the Most High told me to write him a letter concerning his mayorship in our city, a set of instructions. I wrote the letter because I was walking in the Spirit. I wrote the letter because I heard the Most High tell me to write the letter. But I was afraid to send the letter. So what okay, happened I hear a noise. That, if there's some noise on somebody's line, just mute me if there's something going on. Go ahead. So I was afraid to send the letter, but the Spirit, the Most High, told me to write and what to say. So it was, again, I was running this cottage school, and I began to tell the students that I had written this letter to our newly elected mayor. And they said, well, you need to, you need to mail it. And so um, I was running the school out of my home as a result of homeschooling my two children. So we got an envelope and some stamps, and they walked me, all of my students, about 15 of them, walked me to the mailbox and said, you need to mail it. And I did. Well, you know, he read the letter and then his administration. He had a huge homosexual agenda for Oakland, but because he read that letter, he changed his agenda. Now, this man was homosexual, as I said, for many, many, many years. He he did date some high-profile people, Linda Ronstadt being one of them. But one of the things I spoke to him in that letter was he needed to change his lifestyle. He needed to repent and seek the face of the Most High. And if he wanted to continue in his career, he should marry a woman, not a man. Well, you know, this man is married today. He married a woman. They put it in the newspaper. He had a boyfriend, but this boyfriend was from France. And we're talking about some older men here. And they said that that he announced that he was getting married. And this is after he did his run for mayor, I don't know how many years in Oakland, but he did marry a woman. And they said that this boyfriend got on the plane weeping, crying, because he renounced the boyfriend. And today, you know, um, I moved to, to this central California about maybe eight, nine years ago, 
And I never forget, I was in the city of Le Grand where we moved to, and we found an article that was put in the paper about Mayor Brown and his wife. And I wish I would have kept the article, but I probably can get a copy of it. But they were talking about how his life had changed and was so blessed as a result of him marrying this woman who supports him and understood where he was, and they're still married to this day. Now, that's a result of walking in the Spirit. That's what I wanted to, sh- I wanted to share that, because because I walked in the Spirit, I heard the Most High's voice, because I wasn't afraid to pray for this man, before, because I was not afraid to prophesy in written form a letter of instruction for how he should govern my city. Because the most of the scripture says, pray for your city. As your city prospers, so shall you prosper. So we were always praying for our city. And because this man was going to become the leader of our city, we needed to pray for him. And so we were praying for him. But when the Most High told me to write this letter and I wrote it and I delivered it and I gave it to him, he followed the instructions to the letter. The first thing he did was he fired the entire uh, police department, because they were believers. But after he got my letter, the first person he hired was a believer who he allowed churches to come in and have Bible study in the police departments of Oakland at that time. He followed the instructions that the Most High moved upon me to write for him to the letter, even to getting married prior to the end of his uh, his term of mayor in the city of Oakland and is a married man today as a result of me not being afraid, Powerful. but hearing from the, the, the Ruach of the Most High, the spirit of the Most High, moving on it. That's how we influence. That's how we walk in the spirit. When the Most High tells us to do something, that's how our ancestors of old, Daniel, the king had a dream. Daniel yes, was not afraid. Tell the king, and that in, that influenced the, the the nation where the Hebrews were captives. So that is how we walk in the spirit. We obey powerful, the most powerful, powerful. And, and, and folks, I know y'all enjoyed that. Again, tonight we're just talking about everyday practical. I hope we're making this one-on-one. We're saying some words. Some of y'all may not be familiar with. We're saying some concepts. Some of y'all may not be familiar with. But I hope y'all understand and you're getting something. Even if you don't know everything Sister Eliana just said or how to do what she just did, just know it's available. And what you can do is contact her. Contact her. She heard all of her information and Sister Kaviva information at the beginning of the show. You can drop me a line on Facebook and we can send you places or share with you what we know. We don't know everything. I don't know everything. I don't have all the power, but I can tell you this much. We are no joke. And it's not about Sister Yaliana, Brother Seth. It's this thing working in us. The scripture says it like this. You have an unction from the Holy One. You have an unction from the Holy One and knoweth all things. Knoweth all things. Yeah. Is that scripture lying? It says you have an unction from the Holy One and knoweth all things. What does it mean? Why do you need pastors, prophets, teachers? Because you can't always hear that unction. You can't always follow. You can't follow something you can't hear. We can't hear because we're distracted by life, all this stuff around us. But Make no qualms about it. You, believer, have the power 
you know, the Holy Spirit has been poured upon all flesh. He's doing different things, and yes, uh, uh, we have to accept it. Like Sister uh, Kaviva, I think, was saying earlier, you have to accept it. Paul, Apostle uh, Paul told the believers, have you received the power since you believe? It didn't mean the Holy Spirit wasn't around them. So all kind of folks talks about something dealing with them. They ain't even in the church, and they're talking about something. Well, what is that something? That's the Holy Spirit. So the sinner is trying to convict them of sin and bring them to Christ. The scriptures say, "No man knoweth the things of a man except the spirit of a man, but the spirit of the Father, the spirit, the Holy Spirit knoweth the, the, the things of the Father, yea, the deep things." So the Spirit was sent here to teach us the Father, it's the Comforter, it's many things. But what I'm trying to say is this tonight, for the rest of this show, we're going to be talking about unless the sisters want to do something different. I just think we got, if we can just follow the Spirit, this is the finale of how to live. We can't cover everything. We yet have covered diet. We haven't covered how to dress. Well, yes, we did. How to dress was covered in part one. But some of these, and I think we got Sister uh, Karen Mesa, your hand looks like it's up. Maybe it was up from earlier. So if you don't have a question, press one now. If you do have a question, don't do nothing. Again, if you don't have a question, Press one now. If you do have a question, don't do anything. Okay? But, folks, listen. I'm going to go to Sister Kaviva. I want us to understand that what the world have, and they have a lot of power, a lot of muscles. America has a lot of muscles. Their military, their intel, uh, I mean, just a lot of powerful things they're doing. Okay? But what the believer have, compared to what the world have is a joke. I'm not talking about you per se, you listen to me right now. I'm not talking about Seth. I'm not talking about Sister Eliana. I'm talking about spirits that are far more powerful than humans. The Bible says the flesh wars against the spirit, spirit against the flesh, that ye cannot do the things ye will. We're no match for these spirit beings. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about angels. I'm talking about fallen angels. These We're like a ping pong ball in the middle. We just submit to the spirit and we become powerful. But without the spirit, we're no match for Satan or, or the Holy Spirit or really the angels. So what am I saying? Tonight, tonight, we're making it simple. 101, how to be led of the spirit. Sister, Sister Kaviva dropped the bomb earlier saying that we should fast. Pray. What are you praying for when you're praying? You're asking the Father to, you're seeking him. You're talking like you're with your daddy. What do you say to your daddy when you want to get close to him? Same thing. You know, tell him how much you love him. You're worshiping him. You know, you don't go there with a long grocery list. You're just, you're just trying to get close to the Father. You're fasting. You're afflicting yourself. Some people, food is not a problem with them. It's nothing for them to fast a day or two. So with them, they may have to fast TV or fast shopping or something. But whatever, afflict your soul. That's the key behind fasting, being an affliction. If we do that, those of us that do that, we'll walk in this more sensitive way of life where we can hear the Spirit. I don't believe that the Father, I do not believe, brothers and sisters, that the Father take a life. All these friends, well, the Father wanted to have people in his, in his little garden, you know, when, they, when people die. I don't believe that. I don't think the Father take nobody off this planet. I mean, there are deaths that I believe what people lived out their full life, that I can say, but I don't know that I believe. A lot of people died early, prematurely. I don't think it's the Father's will at all. I think the Father wants to take a, a two-year-old two girl. I don't believe that. I don't think the Father wants to take someone so he have 
ran over by a diesel and their whole body's crushed. I don't believe that. We die before our time. The Bible says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. But the authority in the earth, the authority in the earth, is man's. Why all this hunger? If there's a God, why all this? Why all that? Why is this? We have authority, and we don't walk in that authority. That's why this world is screwed up. It ain't the Father. He loves us. He wants us to live long. If he was trying to press us, he can just do it with the bat of an eye. If he wants to destroy us, it would just be a thought. If he wants to punish I mean, come on, folks. He comes to, to that we may have life and have it more abundantly. No, I do not believe the Father is killing everybody on the side of the roads and overdosing all this stuff. It's the authority we're abusing. So tonight, what are you doing, Brother Seth, Sister Eliana, Sister Kaviva? We're just talking about in our lives as servants. And we ain't the best. I'm going to speak for myself. I ain't the best of the best of the best of the servants. I see far more people that's more sensitive. But I'm just talking about the times that I did walk. And I do have goals and plans on getting closer. Don't, don't, Don't know that. Tonight we're just sharing the times we were sensitive and the successes we had. I want Sister Kaviva to go and just share some uh, 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 something that happened in her life, and and let's try to cover a lot of territory. So everyone, if we if it's possible, let's take no more than four minutes. I'm looking at the clock. If we do that, each one of us can probably share maybe two or three more. And out of the three of us, if we share about nine more testimonies, that'd be powerful. I want the people to see the power of God in regular everyday flesh and blood, not perfect, no have it all together folk. I know that's me. If they can see it in us, then they can see it in them. Because truly, our Elohim, our God, the Yah of Israel, is a consuming fire. He is real. We may not understand everything he do or say, but he loves his creation. And especially his firstborn, Israel. So, Sister Kaviva, please share with us something you know for sure that the Father did when you was led by the Spirit. Please, and let's make it, if you can, if, it's, if, if you go over, it's no big deal. But try to make it no more about four minutes. And um, I think Sister Karen, hold on, before you do this, Sister Kaviva, to give you a little more time to think, which I know you probably have to. You probably got tons of stuff. But let's go to the phone lines. I don't know how long this hand been up. Sister um, Karen from Mesa, Arizona, I think her hand went back up. So let's come back to you. Erico 314596, you did have a question, right? I, I had a, a comment. I wanted to thank Cecilia for sharing her testimony regarding walking in the spirit because I think a lot of us hear God, but because of fear, we fail to do what he tells us to do. But I'm aware that you practice filled with the spirit of God and you're living the life as close as you can and much as you know how uh, for God, then when you hear him, it, t- it takes practice. When you're, when you're trying to hit a home run, you can't hit a home run if you don't swing the bat. So when he talks to me, I wish I could say every time I do what he says, but I try to do it afraid. And I appreciate what she said, you know, how you don't get it right all the time. But if you don't practice, and I practice makes perfect. The more you, when you walk out on what you believe God has told you to do and what you believe you heard, if by chance you were wrong, if your heart is right, he'll come and get you. 
He'll he'll save you. He'll he'll fix whatever you are trying to to do. So I just want to encourage those that are perhaps listening and are in this, in my position that I don't always. I'm not the, cur- the, the I'm not the fearless one. I don't always step out when I hear God's voice, but I do know that at some point I have to do it afraid, and I have to swing the bat. If I'm going to make that home run for Yeshua, I have to swing the bat, and that's just my comment. Good point, good point. Sister Eliana, go ahead um, and, and comment anything you have to say to the sister. No, but that is a very good point. I, you know, teach my best audience that I love to teach is children. Um, Yahushua said, suffer little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. It also says, unless we receive this kingdom or this gospel as a child, we will in no wise enter in. And that's what we're talking about. You know, as Hebrew Israelites, we are waking up, but we are waking up as children. And you know why I told the Messiah, I don't want to grow up. I don't want to get so sophisticated. I've seen many, many, many things. I mean, I walk in the Spirit often. It's almost second nature. But I told the Most High, I don't want to become sophisticated. I don't want to become a professional. I don't want to have my name in lights. I want to be simple. I want to live a quiet, peaceable life. And Sister Kaviva always teases me about that because I've been saying it for many years. But that is how I want to live before the Most High. I don't want to write a book about everything the Most High has done in my life. I don't want to have fame and recognition. I just want to be obedient. I want to receive this kingdom as a child with maturity, wisdom, and understanding. And I love teaching children because they get it. They get it. And I get children, you know, I get them to, yes, I get them to go ahead and, you know, they reach out and see the Most High stretching their faith. So if you are in that position where you've heard the voice of the Most High, like Sister Karen said, unless you swing that bat, you're not going to be able to get that home run. So you have to step out on faith. Because the Most High said, without faith, it is impossible to please him. Abraham, our father, was the father of faith. And we, his descendants, must walk in faith. Let, let me say this. And again, if anybody got noise in the background, just, just mute me until you have, need to say something. That's for any callers or guests, anybody. If there's noise in your line, just mute me until it's time to talk. But listen, I wanted to just say this. Is to, uh, but first of all, Sister Karen, is, she, uh, is that your final comment, please? Sister Karen, was that your final comment? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Okay. Well, thank you again for tuning yeah, in and, and, and asking that question. Again, press one with your hand and go down. Folks, listen, uh, and I'm coming to you, Sister Kaviva. I would love to know what you have to say. You, you can chime in here. But I just want to say this really briefly and try to, uh, in, uh, again, we just want to do a four-minute slot if possible. Just share different things the Father done to you, done with you. 
how you've been using the spirit, okay? Uh, I, I, I like to air out sometimes a little dirty laundry here and there. I know people flip out when I say I'm calling them, but folks, I don't have it all together. I don't. Now, what I call not having it together, some of you might, if you live with me or you walk with me, you might think I have it together. Some of you may say, oh, it's worse than I thought. I don't know what I am to you, but I just know this. I'm just a regular, everyday person. Uh, I look at, you know, football. I'm not always in the spirit before the most high land, before I'm crying. And that's just not me. But I do spend quiet time with the Father. I have a job where it allows me. I mean, I do a good job, I believe. I think my employer is happy with what the work I do. But I have an opportunity also to kind of be to myself. And I spend a lot of time at night, you know, praying. And I'm not always praying. Sometimes a coworker get on my nerve, I may tell them off or something. <laughs> yeah. Tell them off. <laughs> My wife get upset with me. We might we might fight. Not this fight. She looking at me, but we we might disagree or something. I'm regular everyday people. Everyday people like the song, but I know beyond a shadow of doubt that I have been used by the Most High to do great exploits. I'm gonna share something with you one time, and uh, then I'm gonna make you try to look at the clock here. I wanna I, I personally wanna know how long I'm gonna talk. But and then I'll come to you, but I just have to jump in real quick. All right. I was at a, a job one time, and, and uh, there was this particular young lady. We'll make the story really long, and no names will be said. But we was I was doing a job. And this sister, you know, it, it was back when I worked at the airlines, and, and I was marshalling in the aircraft. I don't know if you all know what that means, but I was bringing the aircraft, and I was doing all the little things, giving the power to the pilot. And I noticed one of the coworkers of mine was not doing any work. And I said something to her later on that, you know, next time we have a flight roll in here, if you can help out, I really would appreciate it. Well, I mean, she made a long story out of it. She went to the supervisor. The supervisor told me to go, leave the premises. Make the long story short, uh... They end up writing me up with something called a termination warning because this girl did something I never heard of. No coworker doing to another coworker. She did something called a formal complaint. It went to HR. Just it just sounds like just to be honest, white people just just good old board network. Ain't never heard nobody doing no formal complaint on somebody. You go from no notices to termination warning. They just don't do that. Normally, at this particular company, you have to have steps. You know, verbal, another verbal. Step one, step two termination warning. They gave me a termination warning, and then I appealed it, and so HR was supposed to come and interview all of us. They would fly down from Houston, Texas when I was in Ohio. Well, they sent out a letter saying when I was supposed to come and everything, and uh, I said, okay, I'm going to be there. Then, when I was on on the day of the t- day I was supposed to you know, do this 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 uh, interview, I mean this uh, appeal uh, interview, when they was going to talk to me about what happened, I get a call about 3 o'clock that day, and they, and they say, well, why weren't you at the interview? I say, well, it's not till 3 o'clock or something like that. And they say, no, it was 8 o'clock this morning. I say, well, that's impossible. They say, no, it's not impossible. We send you a letter saying, I say, the letter I got was 3 o'clock. They're back on the plane. They're gone. You missed your appeal. Now, you got to know me. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'm wrong from time to time. But this time I knew I was right, and I don't have nothing but the most high. This white, this good old board network, this white supremacy is no joke. Sometimes it strangles us, and we have nothing left. I turned to the most high, and I prayed this prayer. Father, you know my heart. 
you know that girl constantly, routinely dodges work whenever it's time for us to take care of these passengers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know who she is and what she does. Everybody complain about her. And she is trying to work this system, this good old boy system, some along those lines, I said. I said, but I want you to have mercy upon me for anything I've done. And, Father, I need you to come through and show your power strong. And, I mean, I pray something along those lines. Don't quote me, you know. Make the long story short. They say you're stuck with a termination warning for a year. Now, you've got to understand, if I sneeze, I'm fired. Very good job, you know, working for the airlines. But watch what happened. Make this really quick. Folks, make the long story short, I call each other and say, can I appeal? They say, no. Why? You missed the appointment. I call each other and they say, Seth, we can't help you. You have to go to your appeal before you can. Uh, and, and those of you that work on job, everybody don't own their own business. Everybody ain't retired. Some of you are in these jobs, so this may be of, of value to you. Make the long story short, they say, the only way we can change this verdict is you have to talk to the owner of this airline or the vice president. You they have to change the whole everybody's handbook, thousands and thousands of employees' handbook just for you. Sorry. So myself, being as bold and you know, as I can be sometimes, I call the vice president. The vice president tells me, I can't do that. I said, well, can I go to the step six? We have steps in appeals. You know, if you lose the first appeal, you can go to step. I said, can I just jump to the step, second step? She said, there is no second step. There's no first step. You can't jump to a second step. This is the vice president of the company. You don't, you know, probably even call her, but I called her. And I spoke with her, and she said, no, I can't help you. Called her back. I emailed her back. This was the email. And she said, Seth, I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do for you. Now, anybody listening to me at this point would not do nothing else at that point. You would just say it's over. Something told me, here we go with the spirit, how to be little spirit. Folks, you'll see. It's got to be God to, for what's about to happen. Something tells me to call her and tell her she's missed appointments before. She has not shown up for appointments before. And that she is a successful, very good vice president. If she deserves a second chance, so do you. Sister Eliana, Sister Viva, y'all hearing this? Absolutely. Absolutely. I called this lady and I put I don't I didn't call, I emailed her and I says, I know you've missed business meetings. I know you've been late to appointments. And you're the vice president's company. Don't I deserve a, a second chance? This is what that lady said to me. She said nothing to me. She spoke to her secretary and she said these words Book him. B-O-O-K-H-I-M. Do you know what that means? (laughs) That means she wrote me in her presence. She didn't say nothing to me no more. She just said, book him. That's all I saw was what she said to her. Now watch this. She ceased me in to her telling her, book him. Book him being fly him to Houston, provide him a taxi, have him a cup of coffee waiting, because they did have a cup of coffee waiting on me, and they treated me like royalty. But that turned that little station upside down when they found out I was going to see this vice president, because we had had this very racist supervisor. Never really dealt with me that much, but everybody was telling me, when you go, complain about this, complain about that. One supervisor broke rank and say, Seth, this would be a good time to talk about this particular supervisor. This would be a good time. Now, supervisors don't rat on each other like that. She said, and you can tell them, I said so. 
that changes everything. I went there. I turned into an ambassador for that company. Make the long story short, I went before this lady, and the first thing she said when I walked in her office, she hit her hand, black woman, hit her hand on the desk real loud. Boom! You are the most stubborn, stubborn man I ever met. Man, we both laughed. It kind of scared me a little bit. I didn't expect that. But I began to share, and she changed everything. I went from a termination warning to a verbal. My station man was so nervous, he didn't bother me. Nobody bothered me the rest of my tenure there. I mean, the supervisor that was racist got sent somewhere else. Nobody can't tell me that wasn't the voice of the father. I don't know how I missed that email, I mean, that letter that that changed the time. So this is what I mean, folks. We're in these racist institutions. They're after us like alligators. And I can tell you, I can share another story, and I will if time permit, but this had to do with me losing $100 one time, you know, because I worked at the ticket counter, the same job. And and what happened? I mean, you would be amazed. It's just, it's these voices. You've heard them. Listener, you've heard them. I'm nobody. You've heard it. You just didn't pay heed to it because, like Sister Kaviva say, maybe you weren't sensitive to it. We, the Father is in our life. The Spirit is in our life. Trying to protect us from hurt, harm, and danger. Bad health. Tell us what to eat, what to dress. Don't wear that. Don't wear this. This, you know, trying to bring you closer to Him. All we're not telling you nothing new. We're just telling something. We just tell. We're just sharing with you something tonight that you just can't hear. He's saying it to you. You can't hear it. That's the only difference. And, and, and when I've been unsuccessful and and failing in my life, which I have along with those victories, it's because I wasn't listening. Sister Kaviva, please, how do we live of the Spirit? Testimony, please. I don't know what Sister Kaviva is doing with her line. Her line is wide open. Um, you know well, what? Sister Kaviva, is that you? Yes, it is. Okay, there's a delay. What's going on? Oh, you know, it's just um, I'm muting and unmuting, so that's probably Okay, I, I understand. I respect that. Go right ahead. Okay. Um. I um, what I was going to say is one thing. I was going to piggyback on what um, Sister Eliana was saying and just make a comment of her affecting the city, the outcome of a city. And one of the uh, questions that we have on this platform is how do we live then as a holy people and as a Hebrew people, and how do we affect politics and how do we were, you know, and and Sister Kaviva, I mean, not Sister Kaviva, but that's me, <laughs> Sister Eliana just, <laughs> just spoke to that and, 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 and brought that out so well about how do we affect the political aspect of our living when we are in a town or in a city. And how you know by hearing the Lord and walking in the Spirit can bring uh, can bring the uh, a different outcome by being obedient to what the the Father is saying. So I wanted to make that comment um, because it was you know uh, beautiful. And uh, the uh, 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 governor that she's speaking of, Brown, 
uh, actually lives in the, uh, uh, not far from where I live now, and he's building with his wife because uh, he's getting ready to retire their, their mansion over there. So, but nevertheless, that's kind of how you can affect. And then uh, Sister Karen is a long-term friend of mine. We've been friends for a long time. And uh, uh, her, 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 her comment, too, about hitting, uh, taking that um, bat and, and striking at the ball, you know, a lot of times we may not make the home run, but at least we can get to first base. You see, and then second base and then third base because we're learning. We're taking steps with the father to learn how to hear from him and move toward that to be able to hear him clearly. And, you know, a, a friend of mine, when I was uh, learning how to really walk with God years ago, told me, if you can't really hear the father, ask him to speak up so that you can hear him clearly. Father, please speak up so I can hear you. And so, you know, I, I, I put that in my practices to, to, to work, you know, to, to pray. When I'm praying for the Father, if I'm, I'm not clearly hearing, Father, speak up so I can hear you. Because I don't want to get it wrong. I want to make sure that I'm getting it right, that I'm hearing him clearly. Now, now, now Sister, Sister uh, Kaviva, um, I have a little issue with your friend. I'm just going to be honest with you. We're keeping it real tonight, okay, because I know people are listening, and they're saying, what do you mean, God? Because he's playing games. He's going to halfway speak, and then when you say speak up, he's going to speak up. So I disagree with that friend. I'm just letting you know that, okay? I believe that the Father speaks to us. He loves us. His first is going to be as loud as it's going to be, and I think we're just not close. Like you were saying earlier, I think when we fast, it breaks down the flesh, and we can hear. We, you know, and I just think I think you're on point when you talk about fasting and prayer, reading your Bible. These things bring the believer close, but I don't know that I agree with your friend that you know he's going to be talking one volume and then he speaks up and more. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. That's just me. We're just being family here tonight, right? Yeah, we're being family, but you know what? I think that the father is not nervous nor afraid. And if we need a particular thing from him, he knows how to answer us. You see, because he knows where we're located. And that's what I will say, and that's really what my point is. Okay. He knows that we at times we're struggling. Yes, I, and the father will speak to us, and he will and, 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 and he can say things to us so that we can clearly hear what he's saying. So that's basically what my what her point was, is not to just say, oh, speak up, Daddy, but to say to him, Father, help me to understand or help me to hear you better. So well, let's do this. Let's do this because, again, time is cracking, and I'm going to be a little bit more controlled with the phone lines. Uh, I know I, I took a while. I went way over four, four minutes. And if you do the same, I won't hold it against you. But I do want us to share hands-on testimonies. Uh, you know, I don't know if you work on a job or if you have your own business or if you're retired or whatever, but the people want to know. I'm regular, everyday Joe Blow. I have a Bible sitting on the coffee table. How do I walk by the Spirit? So can we share, uh, just ladies, uh, again, what specific things we went through to show them this is how the Father came through for me. And I know y'all been saved, uh, you've been believers a long time. So i love for you, Sister Kaviva, to th just to share with us something you uh, know for certain the Father did when you called on him and how you were sensitive to the Spirit. And you being sensitive to the Spirit brought about 
a powerful result. Please. Well, I can give you an experience that I have with the father. I I remember one time I was um um at uh, at my home when I was living in Oakland at the time, and someone knocked on my door, and I was served with papers, and I was being sued, and I was like, "What? What is going on?" And uh, I said, Esther, and I just kind of, I just got on my knees and I said, Father, what shall I do about this? I don't know what's going on. And the Lord said, fast. So immediately I said the Lord, I told the Lord, well, how long? He said, just fast. And And immediately the Lord took my appetite. And I wasn't hungry. I just kept praying and fasting and staying in the Word. And one of the the scriptures the Father gave me that my soul wait thou only, only upon God, for in him is my expectations, for he is my defense, and I shall not be moved. As I was going through waiting for that, uh, uh, that day to go to court, that I kept singing that psalm and hearing that and rehearsing that in my spirit and meditating on that psalm that the Father gave me while I was fasting. And when I did go to court, I was sitting, the, I had to go, you know, before the judge, and I'm sitting at this on one side, and the person who had brought the, against me was sitting on the other side and as I was um, there the judge began to read the case and see what was going on and and then as I'm sitting there <laughs> I was getting ready to speak to the judge and I could not say one word And the judge turned to the person that had brought the case against me and began to give her a tongue lashing and going off on her and telling her this case is frivolous and you should have never brought it into my court and blah, 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 blah. And every time I would get ready to say a word, I couldn't say a word because I was being defended. The the father was being my paraclete and he was using the, 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 he said, you know, the judge to defend me. And as he was dealing with this lady, then he turned around and then he threw it out of court. I never had to say one word in my defense. So the I never had to says, say one thing. So the song that says he'll be a lawyer in the courtroom, all these songs, these thousands of song believers saying, this is why, folks. Very good. Very powerful. Yes, amen. So this is this is what the father did. That was just one situation of many things that the Father has done for me. But this is talking about a practical walking in the Spirit with the Father because he takes care of all. He says, you know, cast your cares upon me, for I careth for you. You see? Or if you break it down, it says, I'm always concerned about the things that concerns you. So this is just a, a walking out and the things that come against us uh, as we walk through this life. 
lawsuits and uh, accidents and various things, but God, our Father, is right there. He's right there. He's right there, and he will see us through. So that's yes, one yes, of the, yes. That's one of the testimonies um, that I will share, Seth. Well, Sister Elian, I know you got some brewing. Uh, Sister uh, uh, Kaviva, uh, some people is in trouble right now legally, and I'm sure that's going to provide great encouragement. And uh, the reason why I am trying to have this show again for some of you that came in a little later, I kind of saw some people tune in a little later. Again, this is How Do We Live? Again, you listen to Five Smooth Stones and Brother Seth, Sister Eliana, and Sister Kaviva is on the line. And we're trying our best as servants, not know-it-alls, not got it all together, but just believers in Christ, sharing with our 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 intimate, personal relationship of how we lived, how we live as real Israelites today with victories. Okay, folks, if you follow the Spirit, if you had the Most High standing with you all the time and walking with you, would you fulfill the law? Of course you will. It's all about Him. That's what the whole law is all about. Well, we've been given a comforter, a spirit to lead and guide us. Christ said it like this, the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you to all truth. Another scripture says you have an unction from the Holy One and needeth not that any man should teach you. Why is that verse in the Bible? We have all these pop, prophets, pastors, and teachers. Again, most people don't listen. They can't hear. So we have the clergy to remind us. They can get off themselves. If they don't read and, and be given to fasting, and they can, do, they can do the same thing. They can make the same mistakes, and that is why they take so many people down with them, because people can't hear, and they make them their God, and when they fall, they fall. So, Sister Eliana, I want to come to you, and just again, if you could, in, in about four minutes, we kind of get into the final part of this show, if you could just share something where you was led of the Spirit, led of the Spirit, and the Father came through powerfully. I really would appreciate it. All right. I'll share a, a testimony of uh, a good friend of mine. She was an evangelist at the time. She's now a pastor. But um, she was traveling from the East Coast to the uh, South. She was teaching. She was preaching. She was in. She was within a group, but there were some things going on. Money was being coming up missing. A lot of things were going on, and she called me one night late, and she asked me to pray because I always would pray for her. And she said. I don't know. She said, I'm in a hotel right now. And I would say it was about maybe 10 o'clock my time. She was on the East Coast, so, of course, she was a few hours. It was maybe 1 o'clock in the morning her time. And she said, I'm with four, three other ladies. She said, but I think one of them has been trying to sabotage my trip, my my ID is gone, my money is gone, and she had to come home. And she, I said, well, I, she said, I'm not sure which of the three ladies. So by the Spirit, I perce- perceived that one of the ladies, because she was speaking on the landline, and she had taken the landline or the, 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 um, the cordless phone to the bathroom. But back at, in that time, the phones, they, there were two 
phones in the room, the other lady was able to pick up the handset from the base phone. But I perceived it, that she picked it up and she was listening. So I began to tell my friend, and the most I told me to not really to curse the person, but we needed a sign. I wanted, She wanted to know who it was. So I said, the person that has been sabotaging you has picked up the phone and is listening. And I said, and how you will know, she is going to get a tickle in her throat. I said, right now, her throat is going to become, you know, scratchy and tickle. She's going to start clearing her throat, and she's going to start coughing. And within moments, we heard the lady start clearing her throat, and she began to cough. And then I said, for you to know this is not a coincidence, she's going to cough so hard for three minutes that she's going to get up and she's going to have to vomit. And the lady's cough became harder and harder, and she got out of bed and she went and she knocked on the bathroom door and she threw up, and I said, this is the person who has been stealing from you. So my friend confronted her. And she was still coughing. She said, well, you better do something because she's not stopped. I said, oh, Father, Most High, you need to give her relief now from the coughing. And within minutes, she stopped. And they talked most of that early morning, and the lady did confess to her that she was jealous of her. She had her wallet. She had her money. She had her keys. And she gave all of those things back to her that morning. And my friend said, how did you know? Well, I've seen the Most High do that. I, I, Whenever I'm in question of something, I ask the Most High to do things like that so that I get clarity. And he's done it many, many, many times. I mean, I could go on to tell you of many, many, many such occurrences, but I've asked the Father directly, show me who it is. And this is the sign that I want to see. And it happens. So that's how that's how I walk in the spirit with the Most High. I rely on Him. I ask Him directly. I hear His voice. I follow what He tells me. I have no other help. And I tell the Most High, where else am I going to go? To whom am I going to turn? If you don't help me, then who will? So you know, I might have a more graduated uh, uh, um, trust level at this point, but I don't believe that, you know, I'm the only one. I believe the Most High wants us all to rely on him in that way. But that is how, that has been my experience, and um, the Most High is very, 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 very faithful to me. And I'll just share a really short one, another short one. When I was giving birth to my children, um, the Scripture says, notwithstanding, if a woman fears the Most High, she shall be uh, spared during childbearing. And I can tell you that from the time my water broke to the birth of my children was three hours. Now, that's short, but very, 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 very few few uh, labor, intense pains or anything, and my children were both born healthy, things I asked the Most High to do. And um, he did it quickly. He spared me. That's the point. He spared me. You know, there is some pain you must go through, but he spared me. And I never forget when I was having my daughter, the lady in the room next to me had been in labor 15 hours, 
and all of the waters had uh, gone out, and so she was having what they call a dry birth. And if anyone understands what that is, that is a very, very, very painful, painful way to bring forth a child into the world. So I do give all the praise and the, and the honor and the glory to the Most High because he has been faithful to me, um, and I'm very grateful for all that he has done and continues to do in my life today. Wow. Wow. And and I, I really appreciate you sharing those two testimonies. Listen, folks, you know, there is no way in the world we can in two hours, three hours, five hours talk about all the things that the Father has done. I really didn't know we was going to go. I, I did have this wrote down, but I didn't know to what degree we were going to. And I think it'll be the whole show. I only said we're going to do about 30 minutes. But, folks, I promise you, well, I could do better. If you want to know more, because I actually have done shows where we talk nothing but about spiritual warfare. Now, listen, if you want to know, I'm telling you how to get it. Do this. Go to Google, type in five smooth songs again, and blog talk radio. Go down till you see something called spiritual warfare. There is a sister that called, ironically, she was from California, just so everybody know all the power in California, but this sister was from California as well. Kind of should put you in the mind of Sister Eliana. Very powerful young woman, and she had people to call in that was blessed by her. I think it's called Advanced Spiritual Warfare. Advanced Spiritual Warfare, Five Smooth Stongs. That's all you got to type in. Advanced Spiritual Warfare, Five Smooth Stongs in, in uh, Google. And you'll see this show. you got to hear it. There are people telling you how they couldn't control their body, but something took over them. And this sister, who was, who was my guest on the show, just like Eliana Sister Kaviva are, this sister they met and how she was she was able to see and perceive there was a spirit. Folks, I've experienced that. And I know that the sisters on the line have and it's just no way we can in these little short times give you blow by blow. All I wanna to say tonight in closing and, and finalizing this finale on how should we live as the real Israelites today is this. You've got to be led by the Spirit. Somebody once put it to me like this, Sister Kaviva and Sister Eliana. When you follow the Most High, you truly get close to Him. You ain't got to worry about no evil spirits. You will know them. Take somebody else who know them. See them. The Illuminati. The higher you go in secret societies, the more they are not atheists. If anybody hollering about the atheists, they they not very high up in the powers. There are people that know Satan, like talk to him like we talk to the Father. These are some very wicked, wicked people. The only people that's atheists is those that, you know, they don't know much. This is why I can't go with a lot of our Egyptology brothers and sisters and a lot of the other religions, because they don't address the spiritual realm that we know these it ain't just me and the three of us. It's thousands upon millions of people that know what we're talking about. You may not know, but just because you don't know and don't understand don't mean it's not real. Angels are real. Angels are real. Many of you have been protected by angels, and to this day you never told nobody the story because you think people would think, you think people would think you're crazy. No, you're not crazy. You was visited by a being that's on the good side, that's a good 
angel. There are fallen angels that are up to no good, inhabiting bodies, wreaking havoc on our planet, police shootings, school shootings, people something enter the bodies and people do stuff. They even enter us. Don't think everything I say is inspired of God. The evil spirits can drop stuff in Sister Eliana or anybody, and if we're not careful, we will say things. Let me give you the most famous person for this, and that was Peter. He was definitely visited by the Most High. Oof. He tells Christ, I know who you are. You're Christ, the Son of the living God. And the Messiah says to him, flesh and blood didn't reveal this. In other words, didn't nobody tell you this, Peter? This is real deal stuff. The Father. He said the Father revealed this to him. <laughs> Peter got a visit by the Father. And then the next minute or two, or hour or two, the Father, the, the Messiah was coming how he was on the cross, and Peter said, let it not be so. And, and listen what the Messiah says to Peter. Get behind me, Satan. Huh. What? Yes. Seth says things. Brother Seth said things. And the Messiah would say to me, Seth, the Father has revealed this to you, not flesh and blood. And I would probably say thank you. And I say things, hopefully not on the show tonight, but I have said things in my life while I'm trying to obey the Father where the, where the Messiah would have said, get behind me, Satan. And I'm speaking for myself. That's where I'm at. I just try to make sure the enemy don't have no play in me. But do I walk and I'm just a mouthpiece of the Most High over 24-7? No, I don't think none of the prophets could say that. Elijah couldn't say that. No, he couldn't. So I come to you, we come to you as service tonight. Hopefully we've done a great job sharing how should we live as the real Israelites today, the final part. We're just talking about getting closer. Sister Kaviva says something we all agree with, unanimously, fasting and praying. And it ain't just fasting food. Whatever you really, really like, deny yourself. It's got to be something. It's got to, you got to feel the pain. It's, it's affecting your souls. And then letting the spirit have its way praying and it's more than just praying sometimes it's shutting up and not saying anything being quiet before the most high it could be at a park or just at home and seeking him seeking him seeking him when will you find me when you seek me with all your heart these people look, a, 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 a lot of things don't creep up on them again i don't believe the father is doing all this stuff killing us and getting killed on the side of the road and all this stuff police shootings and Stuff happened to our children. I don't believe that's the Father. That's the enemy. And I believe that warning comes before destruction. That's what the Bible says. No, Father, do you love your kids more than the Most High does? Why he need a train to kill you to get to get so you can build a flower in his garden? He's, he's missing for a minister saying on, at the funeral. No. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, but the authority. It'd be like, quickly, and I'm going to wrap this show up. It'd be like... A home, you're renting a house. You got a landlord, they own the home, but the authority in that home is yours. If that landlord come in there, even though you have keys to that house, if he come in there unannounced, he can lose his life. He's not allowed. The Father gave us the authority in this home he owns. We've abused that authority, and now the world is all messed up. We're blaming him. He loves you tonight. He loves you tonight, folks. He loves you tonight. 
I want to talk about one more thing real briefly, and I want Sister Eliana to comment on it. And Sister Kaviva comment on We just don't have time for any more testimony, but I promise you, if you want to hear something, <laughs> I mean, we go into it in this show called Advanced Spiritual Warfare. It was it was on. Um, well, you don't need the date. Just simply go to five, go to Google, type in Five Smooth Stone Advanced Spiritual Warfare, and y'all gonna hear something. These sisters, we hit. They talk about stories, what happened, and you will see that our world is not just flesh and blood. There is truly principalities and spiritual wickedness. Angels are all around us. So is our evil spirits, and then there's the Holy Spirit. The believers are armed. Their arsenal is so huge, like the prophet back in the Old Testament when he had a servant, and the prophet was. At peace, enjoying his life, but the enemy was all around. He had a servant, and the servant goes out and see all these enemies, chariots and all these horses and just everything. He see the enemy all around. He come back and tell the prophet, oh, they come to get us, they come to get us. He's panicking and just probably sweating, probably blood pressure was high. And, and the prophet didn't say much, and he said, well, you don't understand. This is all that's going on, all that's going on. And then he finally said to the father, father, open up the young man's eyes. The young man went back outside and looked again. He saw those that were with the prophet. And the Bible said it was thousands, I think it was said thousands or maybe hundreds of chariots, all on the hills. They trumped the enemy. That's how we are right now. But I want to say this briefly, I want to see Eliana, I want you to take about two, no more than three minutes, and please watch the clock, don't go over. I'm going to talk about these, these, these things, and I want you all to... Um, Comment. Gifts of the Spirit. Again, we talk about power, being led of the Spirit. When you're led of the Spirit, He's going to employ it. The Spirit ain't just going to be quiet and just make you feel good like some drug. He can do that. But the Spirit is going to employ nine gifts of the Spirit. Many of you know about this. Some of you haven't heard in a while. I don't take it for granted. There's newbies. But the nine gifts of the Spirits are as follows. The nine gifts of the Spirits are as follows, folks. This is what the believer have. I'm talking about regular, everyday folks that don't have it together. This is what they have to work with. Second, excuse me, First Corinthians 12. We have something called the discerning of spirits. When the spirit moves upon you and it will call you to discern evil spirits or even angels, the Holy Spirit rises up in you as you submit it. You get closer to the Father. You're more spiritual, and He'll use your body. And just like a radar, you can pick up other spirits, good and evil. That is real. I personally experienced that, folks, and I talk about it in that show. Word of knowledge. This is when you mind your own business. You need knowledge for something. I've heard people talk about how they knew nothing about cars. Something come over them and they were able to fix their car. I don't know if people lying or not, but I know that it can happen. This is a this is knowledge, foreign knowledge. You don't know. You don't study for it. it just comes on you, and you know things. This serious. This is one of the gifts of the Spirit. Another one is gifts of miracles. Whatever a miracle is, I mean, it comes over you. The Spirit comes over you as you yielded to Him, as we talked about before, and you perform miracles. And my goodness, don't we need miracles today with all this abuse we're in? Perhaps you come in contact with a police officer and he's out to take your life and this thing come over you. Father is going to be a father. He's going to take care of his children. The gifts of miracle is real. We're in and out of them all the time. Serious. Do research on any of these. Word of wisdom. Word of wisdom, again, word of knowledge is knowing things. Word of wisdom and how to apply it. There's some people just have gift of wisdom beyond 
their age. It's like a gift. It's it's like it is a gift. These are gifts. You don't work for it. You don't study for a gift of of, of, of knowledge or a word of wisdom. It just comes. It's like you just have it. It comes as the spirit wills. Word of wisdom. Another thing is called gift of healing. This is where people are able to, to the spirit comes over them with a fleshly mistake driven. I mean, everyday human being self. Holy Spirit comes over them and imparts unto them the ability to have these gifts of healing, and people are bonafidely healed through these servants. Another gift of the Spirit is called faith. Faith is very important. Can you imagine? It might be the most powerful one out of them all. If you can have faith, the Bible says you have, if you pray in faith, believe you shall receive. Imagine that gift coming upon you, and you just have the faith to believe and you pray. But it's faith for other things, just faith. And I believe salvation is included in that, but that's a long story. Gifts of prophecy. There are some people they don't work for it. It just it comes. This is not these are not things you work for. You can call on it. You can probably learn more. You know, once it operates, you may get curious and study more on it. But what initially is is a gift. It comes upon you freely. The gift of prophecy, prophecy to to see into the future and to give a word. Uh, anyway, there's also tongues and interpretation tongues, the prayer language, the most powerful communication network on the planet, prayer language, tongues, to be able to go off the tongue and speak an unknown language, and, and but yet you pray to the Father, and the Spirit uses your body to communicate with the Father. You don't always know how to pray, as the Bible says you ought, but we pray in the Spirit. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Two minutes, Sister Eliana. Uh, actually, just, just Sister Kaviva, Sister Kaviva. I want you to go ahead and literally no more than two minutes. Just comment on the gifts of the Spirit, and then we're gonna wrap up this show. And if you sisters want to come on next week, great. You can come on, but I want to I want to do the presentation. I just want y'all to kind of comment on it here and there. But I really wanted to. I really have a lot to say. Y'all more than welcome to come on next week. You can let me know that off the air later. But two minutes, Sister Kaviva, and then we're gonna wrap this show up. What do you have to say about the gifts of the Spirit? Okay, I think we lost her. We had more problems with her line. Sister Eliana, please, please, gifts of the Spirit. Well, just as they are, they are gifts given to the the uh, descendants of Israel and children of Israel that are walking in faith, and also to the nations that are that are coming into the knowledge of who the Messiah is and wanting to keep His commandments. These are gifts that the Father gives out as he determines through the uh, through his spirit or his ruach. These these are spiritual gifts given by the ruach, the spirit. So wonderful. Um, I've moved in many of the all the gifts. I've actually moved in all of these gifts at different times. Um, it's just as the Father wills, and for whatever the situation is at the time. So yes, um, it's real. Oh. The Most High is very good. I mean, I you know. I can't say enough good stuff about the, the the creator of the heavens and the earth and the maker of Israel. I can't say enough good about what he is and what he's done and, and how he moves. But I can say if you are willing to get to know him closer, fast and pray, be, and be um, quiet before and be still, the most I will impart these spiritual gifts as you need them to your life as well. 
Yes, it will, and they're real. They're very real, folks. I know a lot of you don't. It may be new to you, but just because you don't know something don't mean it ain't real. Come on. But listen, I want to go ahead and wrap the show up. Thank you, Sister Eliana. Thank you, Sister Kaviva. I know her line dropped. Um, thank everyone for tuning into this powerful show tonight. We tried our best to just kind of, we want to just switch gears and just talk about the spirit more. I want everybody to tune to this last song. It's, it's just, it's a cry out. Uh, some young fellow did this little, uh, uh, one of the young Hebrew brothers, you know, uh, instead of being on the street selling, you know, or, or doing whatever young people do, you know, um, being arrogant and some, uh, whatever. He is. He's a, a praise and worship leader in the Hebrew Israelite community. And y'all, y'all will surely enjoy this. Um, so before I do that, Sister Eliana, thanks again for everything. I don't know if you come on next week. We'll talk about that off the air. But next week, folks, remember we're talking about Bible leprosy and why is why 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 is to break the back of white supremacy. Once you see this, once you understand, if we do a good job next week. It's going to make all the sense in the world who the true Jews are because once you see how white skin came into the picture, how all of us have those genes, doctors say whites have all kinds of people in their blood, and so do we. Well, what is going on? Well, we're all the same people. Well, how do we become white? Wait till you find out next week, and you will see it's impossible that the people in the Bible could have been white. You see, it's impossible that the, the, earth, the early earth could have been nothing but dark-skinned people. Why do I need to say all that? To break the back of white supremacy. We're going to a time where our people don't know who they are, and they're falling prey to white supremacy. White supremacy is on the rise. They're on the rise, and nobody can seem to stop it because they don't know who they are. So we go in with a back doorway. If we can talk about, if, you, if we can get you to see that in the Bible days, people was cursed white, Oh, my goodness. I know we don't do it today. We don't do a lot of things that the prophet did. But you're going to see with your own Bible. Bring your Bibles and your sense and your science minds because there's science and Bible next week. Sister Eliana, thank you again for tuning in and helping us out tonight. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. And shalom to everyone. Make it a great evening. Well, all right. Appreciate you, sister. Love you. Okay, folks, and that was Sister Eliana Olive from Merced, California. Don't know if she'll be on. I don't want to put her on the spot and ask her, but uh, she may be with me next week. I don't know, but I promise you, this show right here is our probably second most popular show, and I mean I may put the numbers up as well on it. And guess who the main listeners are? Main people that listen, well, I'm not going to say the main people that listen, but there's a lot of whites that listen to the show, and I think they're going to be calling in next week. Well, no, no, that's not a pre-recorded show. Take that back. But every time I do leprosy, they normally call in, and we get the stupid ones, and then we get the ones that are really asking questions. And they they love it because I'm, I'm nailing down that we all are one people. That's what I do on this show. This show is to show that we all are truly one people. Good night. Good night to every single one of y'all. I love every single one of y'all, and ain't nothing you can do about it.
fire. 